And we're back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is episode 15. Right? Big one five. Saturday, May 26th. It's 1.20 p.m. Welcome back, everyone, to Salt of the Streets podcast, the everyday normal person's podcast, where we bring you social political commentary about weekly news, pop culture, sports, and of course, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. We are your hosts. I am Colin, also at Big Bird Offy on the Twitters. And I'm Donovan at Salt of the Street on the Twitter. Coming up on this week's show, we're talking uh, President Trump's Spygate controversy with the FBI. <laughs> uh, probably talk a little Toronto restaurant bombing that happened this week. Yeah. More on the ever-evolving North Korea situation. Uh, and of course, we'll get into the sexiest of all topics. That's right, people. Banking regulation reform. <laughs> and particularly, we're talking about the uh, Dodd-Frank changes that have uh, that just went through this week. And of course, so much more. I think we're going to get into uh, playing a little game at some point. Absolutely, we are. And I think we got some, some <clears throat> decent sports news this week, if I remember right. We do have some sports shit this week and lots of pop culture. It's going to be a good show this it's gonna week. It's going to be good. I feel confident about what we got going on this week. Absolutely. But... Before we jump into that, just a friendly reminder to head on over to Salt of the Streets social media, our pages, yes. all of our social media pages, Instagram and Facebook. We're Salt of the Streets on both of those. Give us a like, give us a follow, check out the video pre-show on YouTube, the Salt of the Streets YouTube channel. Uh, give us a like, give us a review. Uh, same thing, wherever you're hearing this podcast, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you're hearing it, jump into the review, give us an honest review. I mean, I know you want to give us five stars, but <laughs> if you don't feel like that, we accept that. <laughs> Great, honestly, yeah. And with that, it's been a week. How you been, buddy? I've been good, man. That was, God damn it, you're so goddamn good at this now. Um, <laughs> it was good. It was good, man. I didn't really do much this week. We did, uh, I was talking, to, I asked my wife out on the way here, like, tell me what we did this week because I can't fucking remember. I know how it feels. Books and basketball. That's what we did this week. Books um, and basketball. Yeah, I watched basketball on like Tuesday. I think we went to uh, my father-in-law's house and we watched the Golden State Houston game and I watched Houston win and it was fucking beautiful. Um, and was then, that the finals yet, or that? No, this is this is still the conference finals. Um, we'll go over that in sports because the Cavs, Cleveland, and Boston played again last night, um, and that series is tied now three to three. Ooh, um, boy! So, so it's getting exciting now. Yeah, shit's wild. Last last night's game was sick as fuck. Um, so we did that. We had some pizza from Derblocken, which was pretty good, actually. Very nice. Um, and then we yeah we went to Barnes and Noble. I bought the Gulag Archipelago. Oh. Right, because I, I had, heavy. had yeah, I'd had that written down for a long time. So I mean, that's about uh, Alex, Alexander Stolichnaya, I believe um, his name is something like something that. Like that. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I had it written down, but I, I certainly could not pronounce his name. Yeah, um, I can't but, remember Stolichnitsyn. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Jordan Peterson talks about him all the time, and it's, yeah, he could just throw that name out there, and it's tough to it gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, uh, but either way, I bought that book this week, and then I also bought 1984 because I oh, want to nice. read that book again. Um, so I got that one. That's funny because I I have both those audiobooks. Really, and I just I started the Gulag Archipelago, but it's as far as an audiobook. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yes, yeah, and, but yeah, I did have the Or it's Orson Welles, right? The 1984. Yeah. Uh, 
And yeah, I got that one. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. My so, audiobook game's been slow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited for that one. I read, so I read some Jordan Peterson this, this week because I'm uh-huh. really trying to get that finished before we go and see Rules him. 12 Rules for Life. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really trying to get that done before Have we, we announced that month. yet that we're going? I don't know, but Maybe if we, we haven't, then yeah. then we'll do it right now. Uh, June twentieth on the twentieth, I think. Yeah, it's a Thursday. Uh, we are going to go and see Jordan Peterson, and what we assume might be so. So it's the twenty first. Twenty first. Yeah, we're going to see Jordan Peterson, and, and what we're starting to think might be Dave Rubin as well. Yeah, um, he he was talking. I was watching a live stream on uh, YouTube the other day, and he was talking about his upcoming dates. And he said that he was going to be, he was talking about his comedy dates. And he said yeah, he's going to be able to at the Seattle Improv, I believe, or the parlor, maybe. Yeah. Uh, on the 20th. So I'm kind of hoping that he's up here for, does his stand up the night before and then does the uh, the talk on uh, the next day. Or so is I'm it cross my there. fingers. But we'll see. Yeah. So we're doing that on the 21st. We'll be there. Um, I'm looking up right now exactly where he's going to be because I don't remember. Um, and then we can we can talk about that. We got another dude from from my work that's going to go there. Nice. So that is going to be cool. Um, let's see here. We'll have to talk about that after the cast. Yeah. Curious who it is. Um, is it one of our boys? Going to the Moore Theater. The it Moore is Theater. not who you would think. That's really um, interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So it's at, it's at the Moore in Seattle. So we will we will be there. Yeah. You know what? Fuck that. Write it down on my book so I can know. I want to know now. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we're not going to throw people's names around. Come on. Nah. That's rude. Unless they give us explicit permission. Case bowls. But, uh, oh, wow. That is, wow. Mind yeah. fucking shattering. Yeah, I told That's him. That's cool, though. I told him about it, and he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. It's like, I just bought tickets for a call tonight the other day. Hey, man, and- as far as I'm concerned. He would greatly benefit, I think. Yeah. Well, he also sent me um, he sent me a debate that I'll send to you. It was a monk debate that Jordan Peterson took part of where he debated with uh, an actor from the UK against um, a I can't I can't remember the dude's name, but he's like a pastor and also something to do with sports and politics. And then a woman who works for the New York Times, a reporter for the New York Times. And the idea that they were debating was what you call political correctness i call progress right oh and so the two people were arguing in favor of it and jordan peterson and the actor were arguing against it right mm-hmm. it was very very interesting that's awesome um, yeah i can't wait certainly worth and it's watch. memorial day weekend yes not by the time you guys get this of course i hope <laughs> you had a great memorial day weekend but yeah <laughs> we're just starting out right i'm gonna have time i'm yes. excited so that's, I mean, honestly, and uh, with that being said, I, you know, with you being a veteran, I'd like to thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Me. So, thank you. Absolutely. I read today the 37,000 flags are being put out today. I or this weekend it. over graves for, for uh, veterans and stuff like that. Which There's was, so many volunteer organizations that do that. Yeah. Every single year for Memorial Day, Veterans Day. Yeah. Yeah. I get goosebumps. Oh, I got goosebumps now. <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> My grandpa's buried in Arlington. So he Whoa. gets, yeah. So I have a couple of... That's my, amazing. Yeah. That's a fucking honor. That's, <clears throat> Very cool. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so we have a couple of different flags that my family has gone there, and they've been able to mm-hmm. talk to the people and be like, hey, can I... Like, this is my grandpa. Can I, like, take yeah. this one? And they're like, okay, like, go ahead, do it. Like, we're not supposed <laughs> to let you, but okay. Like, yeah. So... Well, that's like... Uh, I mean, you'll see... It, they're on the opposite side of the set, so you can't see them in the pre-show, yeah. but I am a... Uh, I like my flags too. 
and all those were i mean i have a direct personal connection with each and every single one of those yeah it's very cool um but yeah, that sounds pretty. Yeah. Cool. What else? So, Anything? Uh, I went to the arena last night with some of my other family, with uh, with my mother in law and her husband and my mom and uh, Aaron and Michael and the little baby. Very and nice. Little Kevin Kev. Yeah, and we watched the game last night, and I ate a fuckload of chicken wings, and uh, I ate a. Were shit. they spicy? Um, I yeah, they were some General Sal's boneless wings. They were Ooh. delicious. Yeah, man, that's good. Shout out to the arena. Yeah. A whole big old basket of boneless wings. Nice. Yeah, and I had monks and discretion on tap. I had a, a twenty-two, bro. So I was. <sighs> feeling, I had a big rich top bread, and then I had one of those. So I was feeling good. And That's I had, all you need, man. I had two or three. For people uh, that don't know, monks discretion is what like nine, ten percent, ten percent, ten percent. Oh, it's like three dollars more for a twenty-two ounce bottle. At the it's store. super real, yeah. But it's really good. It's really smooth, especially for a ten percent beer. Like, yeah, you could chug that if you were like a champ. I wouldn't recommend it. It would be tough. Yeah. Um, it would have to be really, really cold. It'd be a waste of beer, too. Yeah. Um, it's too good. Yeah, and I had like two or three super fuss before I went there. So I was, feel- nice. I was feeling good when yeah, I Yeah, you were. <laughs> I was feeling good. Um, so yeah, that's what, that was it the last night. And then I had a big breakfast this morning and fucked up my computer and got it fixed. <laughs> it came here. So what'd you do this week, man? Oh, work, 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 work. Yeah. Uh, but I've discovered I have a problem, I think. I have... Uh, I've discovered that I have become a workaholic. Yeah. But not for like my day job. I mean, a no. little bit every now and again. Like I jumped into some uh, some f- like work-related forums and I discovered that that is an insane rabbit hole to go down, but it was fun. But uh, no, I've been doing a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff for the show uh, just because, you know, go on to saltstreets.com, read our blog. I talked about it. Uh, this week about some of the changes that are coming up yeah but it just it requires a lot of foundation work to be laid before we can pull the trigger on anything lots of tiny stuff yeah just yeah. lots of little bullshit to be done yeah and that's what my goal is to have all the foundations built so all we got to do is when we think we're ready to take that next step pull the trigger on number one yeah and then two and so on and so forth that would be nice but yeah we got the I got some shirts made this week too. Very excited about that. Cannot wait to wear that. And uh, trying to think, what else did I do? Did I watch a movie this week? Uh, I watched Boondock Saints last weekend, right? Yeah, because we talked about that. I don't think I, I've been watching a lot of Simpsons lately. Because me and the wife probably we probably started it like six months ago, but we got we started on season one. Episode one. Of The Simpsons? And then, yeah. And just kind of... Damn. Every time I feel like watching Simpsons, go to the next one. And we're up to... We're almost done with season five. <laughs> and, I mean, it's been a long so, time. I mean, coming, how many so. seasons of The Simpsons are there? Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like 30? I mean, a it's got to be... Yeah. <laughs> I think it started crazy. in 89. That's the longest running TV show ever, right? Pretty sure. That's, it's got to be. I mean, and un- uninterrupted, I think. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll end up in here. Yeah, <laughs> a I'm lot of Simpsons to, trivia. Yeah, I'm excited to play that game. Yeah. But I've been trying to... Oh, I watched some Always Sunny this week. I've been trying to get back into that <sighs> because... That show. Oh, yeah, that's part of my pop culture news a little bit. Um, you <laughs> from know, last week. <laughs> yeah, from last week. <laughs> well, no, there's even more now because... Uh, oh, oh uh, right, right, right. Charlie... Yeah, I think Charlie Day. Charlie Day. He's got... Some, oh, what is it? He's got something else going on. Shoot me now. I forgot what it was. Anyways, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, just chilling, you know, doing what I do. Trying to work a lot. It feels uh, very, 
what's the word rewarding now now that i don't like have a nice gaming computer anymore i i don't play a lot of video games yeah my best friend and his fiance got me the new god of war for got me and my wife the new god of war for our anniversary how is this year i haven't played it yet (laughs) but i've watched her play a lot of it it's fucking badass yeah took them a long time to make it right yeah yeah it's been a while but that's kind of got me more into i realized that i want to plug in a little bit more video game stuff in my pop culture stuff because it helps me stay keyed in to the yeah. world of video games that I love, even though that I don't participate that much anymore, there will be a day soon where I do get back into it. So I want to stay plugged <clears throat> in. But yeah, other than that, that's it, baby. Word. Chilling. Drinking some beers. Hell yeah. So what do you want to do first? Do you want to talk about one of those topics first? Do you want to play the game first? Do you want to... You I want think... To... I feel like we almost want to go in reverse order. Hit a couple little topics. I mean, we could do... Because the Dodd-Frank thing mm-hmm. and the FBI Spygate stuff is all Trump news. Yeah. So we can just do Trump news right off the bat and hit out both of those. Yeah. All um, right. Let's do that. Let's start yeah. with the let's start with the FBI. For your own. Um, for, for show. Wow. I can so, so Donald Trump, right? President Trump. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> he uh, he requested that demanded if De- i remember right demanded on yeah um that the department of justice start an investigation into the fbi to see if the fbi had infiltrated his campaign during the election yes right um and there's a lot of different things that i think that go into that right yeah this is like everything else there's a lot that goes into it which yes it's hard but the first thing that appealed that it, that uh, appeared to me right off the bat, right, is that this is like another... Donald Trump has a history of slandering numerous intelligence agencies, yeah. right, for all kinds of different reasons. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a good idea, you know? Um, like, I think that being being the head of the executive branch, you want, like, you want a pretty good relationship with the intelligence agencies. That's your um, department, by the way. Yeah. You shouldn't talk <clears throat> shit about your subordinates. For no reason, right? Like, that's the thing is that there's not any type of actual valid evidence or anything to support, like, the weird type of attacks that he... I mean, and that's not to say that there ever really is, you know, because most of the time when he attacks people on Twitter or in public or anything like that, there are usually baseless claims about... Usually. Whatever, you yeah. know? Um, but... It seems particularly dangerous to be constantly accusing your intelligence agencies of, like, because he accused them of having, like, what he called a deep state, mm-hmm. right? That there's supposedly some group of people within the intelligence agencies that are trying to actively overthrow Donald Trump as president, um, which I... I mean, realistically, the deep state is a conspiracy, Yes. And what it, it really is is a bunch of establishment bureaucrats and establishment Republicans that have been there their whole lives. And they're they're in the, uh, you know, they're kind of in the old generation. You know, it's old guard type stuff. And somehow or other, those type of people have been dubbed the deep state now. And these deep state conspiracies, everybody's out to get the president because he's an outsider and I don't buy into it for one second. No. No. No, I don't 
But that's if you operate off that kind of conspiracy-minded thinking, it can lead you down to a billion roads. And that's why I think right. he just he just pops off at all these things and doesn't realize that he's discrediting his own branch of government at the same time. Right. Because who's the FBI work for? The DOJ. And who's DOJ work for? The yeah. officer of the president. And so after the investigation started, right, details started to come out in the media and all the whatever. And there was there was an FBI agent who was not an agent, an informant. Right? Yes, an informant. Who, who went did not infiltrate the Trump campaign, right? They didn't like pretend to be somebody else. They just were an FBI informant. So I mean that's they could be anybody and be an FBI informant. I mean yeah. that doesn't you know, that's just a it's like a subclass title, you yeah. know. That it's like a narc. Stuff. Right. You're so just a dude that's there, but the FBI has come to you and be like, Hey, can you right. uh, maybe let us in on what's going on? Right. And so when that happened um, the FBI did send informants into the campaign and they spoke to advisors in the Trump campaign, like people who worked for the Trump campaign about meetings that they had with other com- with other countries, right? Yeah. So that means they talked to Paul Manafort, they talked to George Papadopoulos probably, right? The so those, three, yeah, and I, I've got an article from the BBC News. Perfect. Um, that outlined three specific members of the Trump campaign that he was um, asked to talk to and meet with and this and that and beautiful inform the fbi who are they carter page yes of course george papadopadopoulos yeah and sam clovis who was the campaign co-chair i believe and has because so the first two people have already been charged by the fbi yes right has the third person has clovis been charged or is he i don't know if he's been charged yet i haven't he heard have anything any, about it anything any investigations i mean he's probably i, I couldn't find it just because he it. was involved in the campaign but i wouldn't want to i would imagine that if he was going to be indicted um or is that the right word or uh what's the word i think it starts with a p uh whatever but it prosecuted no not prosecuted mm-hmm. but yeah we'll just we'll just say indicted for now yeah um because Carter Page has been indicted, if I am correct, and George Papadopoulos has been, and I haven't heard anything about Sam Clovis, and so I feel like if he had been, we'd know about mm-hmm. it already. Uh, it shouldn't be that hard to find, really, is what I'm yeah. saying. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I think it's important to remember that yes, both of them have been indicted, but it's not necessarily on, you know, collusion charges necessarily it's all because collusion's on a crime again right but they it's stuff like you know lying to the fbi and falsified statements perjury stuff like that and that's what carter page was carter page got trapped in a a perjury trap if i remember right okay that's what i was just trying to look up was was why he had been indicted so he lied um looks like in an intelligence testimony yeah right i'm pretty Uh, sure that's what it was yeah, it looks like it's in the House Intelligence Committee that he lied in a testimony. The second guy, George Papadopoulos, um, what was he? That was the, uh, he was bragging to an Australian diplomat about how he had learned that the Russian government had damaging info on Hillary Clinton. Right. And he was bragging about right. it to this Russian diplomat and then, or not Russian, the Australian diplomat. Yes. And then he did the proper thing, went through the channels, and then it got up to the FBI. And that meeting Boom. that Papadopoulos was talking about is the one with a, an attorney, Natalie uh, Veselnitskaya. Veselnitskaya. Right. That was good. Boom. I'm getting real good with the names. <laughs> um, and so that's a meeting that Jared Kushner and Donald 
Trump Jr. Jr. attended and also Paul Manafort. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, because he was managing the campaign at the time. I know that that's a lot of names for everybody to follow, but if you've been listening, you have like a little bit of idea who those people are. And yeah, they're star players in the drama. That yeah, is, those are yeah. all people. Paul Manafort also has been indicted for lying to the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, they raided his house. Uh, I mean, he's. Yeah, I think he's also got some. Uh, some kind of banking issues. Yeah, because he, like he was involved with, with the Ukraine yeah. and shit with Russia. Yeah, he's, yeah, some finance bullshit. Um, Donald Trump Jr. has testified in front of the Senate, I believe, and like a whole bunch of his testimony came out this week also um, that I didn't go over, but cool. a lot of stuff a lot of stuff came out about that. So George Papadopoulos set up that meeting, right, mm-hmm. or helped, quote-unquote, set up that meeting that Donald Trump Jr. said it was a waste of time. Uh, Jared Kushner said it was a waste of time, and Paul Manafort also said it was a waste of time. But yeah, then Donald Trump Jr. said, well, I don't really remember what happened in the meeting. Like, it was all bullshit. Yeah. It was whatever. I don't and recall. We talked about... Uh, adoption. The Magnitsky Act, yeah. yeah, which has to do with adoption of Russian babies. And so, it's which a is whole possible, lot of you know, things, but, but that's a lot of really... Just suspicious circumstances, especially, yeah. you know, um, because, and it's not like it's it's absurd to want to meet with somebody like opposition research, right? Like that's a real thing. So yeah. that's not absurd to want to get information on somebody that yeah. you're the only campaigning problem is against. But they can't be foreign agents right. when you do that. Right. And you have to clear it through the right channels and make sure everything's good. And, and they did not do that. They didn't do that. And I think it's just because they're a bunch of idiots who didn't yeah. know that you would have to do that. You know, because that's, I feel like to them, that's ops normal in their corporate industrial business shit. Well, especially because Donald Trump has been trying to get a building done in Russia for a long time. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if Donald Trump Jr. has met with a bunch of different Russian people over the time that he's been involved in Trump Industries. Yeah. Um, So I could see that, you know, I can definitely see that maybe they didn't really think about it. I also recognize that it's suspicious, you know, just because they're trying to be part of the the presidential the cabinet you know yeah. like they're doing shit in the white house it just doesn't look good you know yeah. and and that's one of those things i just i feel like especially given the people involved in their lives and stuff i feel like i want to contribute this one to ignorance versus like you know yeah at evil you know when well, i am yeah. i think the problem people have with it is just that the trump campaign has had the trump administration and campaign has had uh-huh. such a horrible um track record of bad optics you know that Mm -hmm. even if you give them the benefit of the doubt on every single thing that's come up it all fucking looks so bad yeah like it all looks so fucking suspicious and so bad you know that it's hard to not assume that there's something going on you know unless you're and i would say if they're if they were all traditional political players like career politicians yeah i would definitely lean more the other way but I think I, to me it's a coin toss. I don't I feel like I have good enough. I put the benefit of the doubt on them. Yeah. Just the, I put them more along the lines of they just don't know what the fuck they're doing and are just stupid enough to do stuff like this and be like, "Oh, well, I didn't well, whatever. We didn't do anything illegal or blah 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 blah." Yeah. But I just I, no, I haven't I quite crossed the nefarious line yet. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, it's getting hard not to, obviously, just cuz every other day there's something new coming out yeah no i can see that no i think yeah. i think that you're right um it's, but, yeah, but that leads yeah. us into what 
is happening now. That's just that's yes. kind of a little bit of a backstory. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when all of that was, so those are some of the people that that the FBI informant met with, right? And mm-hmm. that person is the person that Donald Trump alleges infiltrated the campaign and and did all this stuff. And he also claimed that he was wiretapped by the Obama administration, um, like. Earlier in the campaign, yeah. which was not the truth. That never happened. Um, yeah, so I don't believe it when he says this stuff anymore. Yeah. He's cried wolf too many times. He's cried bullshit. Like, I hope there's no tapes, Comey. Well, wink, and, wink. And so when I think about it, right, another level, right, of thinking about it is um, if Obama is in office and somebody from one of the intelligence agencies comes and tells him that there's some suspicious behavior in one of the people running in their campaign – it's kind of his job to send someone in there to find out what the fuck is going on, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, and at that point, it's whether or not you think that Obama did it out of some type of spite or something to try and take down Trump. And I don't think that's the case. It's the deep you state, know? bro. It's, the deep state right. is coming after him. And that's the idea is that that's, that's Donald Trump's idea is the deep state is people who, who loved Obama that still exist in the intelligence agencies that want mm-hmm. another Democrat in office that want to get rid of Donald Trump. And it, it and I does. just don't. There's a grain of truth to that. People that still exist a, there, yeah, but but I think it's on such a small scale in reality. It's there's no, it has no real validity. And it's not heads, valid here. The heads of all of the intelligence agencies, most of them have been put there by Donald Trump. The, I mean, the big yeah. ones, you know, at this point, the CIA director Gina Haspel, she just got confirmed, so she's there. That's a Donald Trump. Like, yeah, her oh, and yeah. Mike Pompeo. So both those people, um, Jeff oh. Sessions and Rod Rosenstein's are there. Are there at the Attorney General, and then mm-hmm. the FBI is Christopher Ray, right? Yep. So yep. I mean, it, this is all people that he's hired that he's put there. Yeah. So I know, and that's not to say that there can't be like a coup underneath them, you know. But yeah, that's it's, fucking it's so far fetched for to them believe. to have not even a little bit of a whiff of what's going on of something happening in their agency. I just yeah. don't, no. I don't buy it. You know? Not at all. That's why I think it. I still qualify it as a as a conspiracy. Yeah. Because I don't. You can't. There might be a grain of truth that they spin it into some crazy direction, but I don't think that's realistic at all. Well, and I think that it's not scary, but it's again optically doesn't look good that our president is subscribing to conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. You know that can be it's not the first one i'm surprised he hasn't come out as a flat earther yet yeah you know i mean it's did you listen to the episode of the daily this week where they talked about alex jones no and there was an episode where they talked about alex jones because he's being sued by some of the parents from sandy hook yeah um for defamation right because if you don't know alex jones that's been happening for a long time long time but it's but yeah it's fine it's popped up back up in the news again yeah um, so if you don't know, right, Alex Jones, the host of Infowars, oh boy, he has said a lot of really crazy shit. But one of the things that he said is that Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook shooting, was a was a false flag. It wasn't real. Yeah, right. They're that, all actors. That they're all actors. That yeah. that didn't really happen. That those children didn't die. Like all this stuff. So, Which to to make sure that nobody gets the wrong impression is absolutely insane. Yes, one hundred percent. Insane. 100% incorrect. Yeah. Um, so some of the parents um, there, because their lives have been obviously tormented to a certain degree, like there's, they yeah. talked about one family that had to like move and shit because people were standing outside of their house trying to talk to them about their like son that had been murdered, you know, in this yeah. shooting. And um, 
So there are some of the parents that are suing him for defamation because he's trying to say that their children didn't exist or didn't die or yeah. I wonder if you have, really have a a case there on a defamation case. Um, I don't know. There, I'm sure there's more to it than that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I also don't remember like, verbatim the the daily, but it was an interesting episode. You know, I'll check it's it definitely out. Definitely worth listening to. Yeah, yeah. My um, daily this week's been lacking. I listened yeah. to that uh, the primary episode about that uh, Georgia primary. Yeah, um, which was pretty interesting. You know, because I'm really, really interested in all these these midterm primaries and the midterm election. Um, and it, yeah, that was a really good episode. Highly recommend it. I don't give a shit so much quite about the primaries, but about the elections, you know. Yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, that's me, just me. The reason I like the primaries. I know we're getting off topic of uh, right. FBI a little bit. We'll come back to that. Right. We promise. But the uh, the midterms, why I like them is, uh, or the primaries, I should say, is because you can kind of get a, an inside look almost at uh, kind of the thinking of the party yeah. to see what agenda they're going to be pushing. And so if you if you see like the DNC nominate more, you know, hardcore lefty type people mm-hmm. that, that sound more like, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi... Then you go, okay, or if they elect somebody who maybe is more center-minded that just leans left and just enough to stay in the DNC's good graces, yeah. who do they back? Who gets elected? Are they going to back the one that actually gets, you know, primaried in? So that's why I like them. It's kind of a little insider baseball look for me. Well, and from what I have heard, because I have been listening to them, I just, you know, because yeah. they're on the thing. From what I've heard, there hasn't been that many... Like, uh, like harder left people. <laughs> and that's, I'm so sorry. No, 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 you're good. I saw that coming. I was like, <laughs> I got to pick it up. Um, but yeah, you have, you, there you hasn't been that many hard left, um, like super moderate left people. Right? Okay. Like they've, they've all been, not that they're super extreme left either, but yeah. that they're not. It's kind of more of the same. Yeah. From that, which is a very interesting. I think from both parties. Yeah. Like, and I think. We get, we'll get into her later, but that was Stacey Davis was the big one um, in Georgia that happened this week. The first black female to be nominated for, is that who you're talking I don't about, know or if is it's that been, a different lady? I don't know if she's the first to be nominated, but if she wins, she'd be the first ever in America, the first female black governor. I think that she was the first nominee also. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to say for sure, but I feel yeah. fairly confident that she was the first black female nominee to be voted or to be nominated for governor. Yeah, I feel like we'd know about that if if that happened earlier. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, we'll get into that more midterm stuffy later. Yes. But uh, the yeah to go back, bring it back to, to the, the FBI, FBI investigation. Um, so they, you said that we have a name, right? Of, yeah, of the agent that or of the informant that of was the there? informant, and it was uh, and this was reported by BBC News. Yeah, who I think reported it via Washington Post, Word. but I didn't get into the Washington Post article because um, they've all since moved on already because there's been another development in that, which was the FBI congressional hearing for the classified information release. But uh, supposedly the informant was Stephen Halper, 73-year-old uh, professor, professor um, American professor that currently works over at University of Cambridge, um, the name sounds really familiar. Yeah, he's he's been around for a while. I think he was involved. He's been involved in political campaigns and advising and stuff since I think the Reagan era. Yeah, so maybe that's yeah. 
That's why I think it sounds really familiar. But because he's and he's seventy three years old, so he's been around for a, a while. while. But apparently, That's he was the one was. who the FBI approached to Oops. meet up with Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, and Sam Clovis. Yeah, and talk to them about their you know possible Russia stuff. Halpern. Uh, yeah, Halpern, or no Halper, Stephen Halper. I think it was Halper. Maybe it was Halpern. I don't know. I wrote down helper. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's just the uh, the UK spelling of it. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. That's a joke, people. Come on. Oh. But no, uh, it's just spelled funny. It's S-T-E-F-A-N. Oh, yes. And that's probably pronounced Stefan. Yeah. So I probably could have done that better. But, uh, but yeah, they, going off of that, they had a, a uh, what do you call it, a con- congressional meeting with uh, the FBI, who apparently revealed Stefan Helper as their informant. Yeah. And along with that came uh, Chief of Staff John Kelly was also in the room. And one of the White House lawyers, uh, Emmett Flood, I guess, is The new name. one. He's a new lawyer. He's a new one. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently they were present during the briefing. After, I don't think they contributed, but they were present. They were there. Yeah. For the meeting that Stephen Halper hit had. No, no, no. The meeting that the FBI had oh, with, with the oh, okay. Congress. Because Congress has been asking the FBI to release the information about their informant. And right. they finally, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll do that, I guess. So this was a closed hearing? Yeah, it was a classified hearing. Okay. Which then somehow, of course, got out, apparently. And see, that's the thing. I... I've read There's, that name on a couple different pieces, um, but I, you know, even to me, even when I read it from a source I trust, and until I start seeing it from more, I'm still kind of even hesitant now. Yeah. Because I've been burned by good sources before. Oh, like that intercept issue that happened this week. What happened? With, oh. We'll get, we'll get into that later. You remember that? Oh, yeah. when they talked about the baby? Is that what you're talking about? No. What are you talking about? This is about a uh, a rape allegation, rape kidnapping allegation from a woman uh, against a cop. And uh, the, oh, I'm going to have to p- pull this story up now because I heard it on Philly E. But uh, yeah, they, uh, the police department of that, wherever that happened, that, that where the officer was accused of doing that, they released the entirety. It was like over two hours of his body cam footage totally unedited totally uncut and it was all complete bullshit but when that woman either approached that reporter i think it's steven no i can't remember Larry, no something king steven I don't oh remember. um sean king sean king yeah fucking hate and that he ran with that and then blew it up in this story blew up the the police officer yeah. and all this accused him of all this stuff and it turns out, it I mean, totally it looks wrong. to me like complete and utter bullshit. Fuck, I hate that guy. And whether or not you attribute that to a narrative pushing yeah. or just plain not old doing research. bad journalism, yeah. I am. I was completely disappointed in The Intercept and especially him yeah. for allowing that, just that... I mean, it's such a huge detail. You cannot accuse somebody of that unless you are 100% fact, you know, you have all your facts in a row and you know that you're right. Right. And the minute you release a story without knowing that, that's on you. He, and he's, he's, he has apologized and 
you know, he said he doesn't condone that stuff, blah, 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 blah. But I don't believe him for a second. Yeah. I think he was just an idiot who saw an opportunity to and blow something up. he's always looking for shit like that. Yeah. That's fucking what he does, dude. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not and he's kind of acting like the victim in all this, too. Like, well, I didn't know she lied to me. Like, Come on, man. You didn't do your fucking research, bro. If it was that easy for the police department to release the the body cam footage, if you would have contacted them and asked to have access to it, I'm sure they would have given it to you. Right. Because they just, after the story came out, they're like, oh, no, here, this is what actually happened. They immediately investigated and took care That's of bullshit. it. Screw that guy. So that's... That pisses me off. <laughs> Not that I'm very emotional about that kind of stuff, <laughs> as you can tell. But like we said earlier, even that uh, the Spygate story, I mean, that's kind of all there is to it. It sounds yeah, like... At least so far. Yeah. And it sounds like he was the informant. It's kind of it's not necessarily an infiltration thing because he has a history of being involved with Republican campaigns or, you know, advising Republican, you know, White right. Houses. And so it just sounds like it was an informant situation, not like a mole. No. It isn't somebody that worked their way up through the chain to get... No. No, but they also... Um, and this is this is just to to add to that point that mm-hmm. like it's not like... Because there was all the commotion about them releasing information about him, you know? And <clears throat> that's not because there's anything sus going on. That's because you want to keep his identity secret so he can continue yeah. to be an informant. Like, there's nothing suspicious about that, you know, when it comes to the Justice Department or the FBI or anybody like that. Like, that's not suspicious at all, no. you know? That's, so that's ops normal. Yeah, anything that's, you know, being spun like that is not, not the case. No, as soon as you hear a spin on that, you should just red flag that because... You know that this is not the way the FBI works. Right. And historically has never really worked like that. Maybe you could probably find one or two special cases, but maybe not. I don't know. I just don't believe it. Let's try one of these out, bud. Faux show. First uh, first joints I rolled up in a long, long time. and I'm so bad at it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But I think spinning off of the... As far as Spygate, that's pretty the much Spygate, how that you goes. Can, yeah, we can uh, spin into... Uh, Trump and North Korea, maybe. Okay. Because that's been... Uh, yes. It's more Trump news, but it's yeah. also North Korea news. So we'll build a little bit of a timeline, right? So in March, I think I have it written down here that on the 9th is when <clears throat> South Korea, I believe, are the ones that... It was South Korea, right, that mm-hmm. um, came and said that North Korea was willing to have a meeting with the United States. Pretty sure. Um, yeah. And... So, I mean, Trump, he agreed, like, immediately, right? And mm-hmm. it was just kind of up in the air for a little bit. They didn't know when the date was going to be and everything like that. And so as the time passed, it was just a few weeks ago that that they announced that the date was going to be June 12th. I think maybe two weeks ago that Something we like had that, put that yeah. out. Um, and in between that time, right, when the date was set to be the 12th and now, okay, there was this sequence of fucking events, where yeah. <laughs> one of them that we talked about already when John Bolton went on Fox News and talked about the Syria model. Libya model. The Libya models, yeah, sorry. The Libya model where they were going to be fully denuclearized and it was going to be easy and everything was going to be fine, right? Because in Libya, they handed over like all of their nuclear material and everything like that and just shut down their program. Mm-hmm. And then just a few years later... Gaddafi was killed by 
rebel forces that were backed by America. And, oh, yeah. Like, and in a very countries. publicly um, brutal way. Yeah. Yes. There's yeah. a public message that's behind this. Well, that's one of the narratives, anyways, is that by him saying that, he's implying that picture. Right. And that's, and that's, that's not what narrative. I think, right? But, yeah. But you have to think about it in the it's view possible. of a, of a dictator of another country, right? Yeah. And if he's looking at how that turned out, it turned out really poorly. Really, really bad. Dictator. Really, really poorly for Not that Not only last did dictator. you lose power, but you also got sodomized by your people. Yes. Your dead body o- got sodomized. Over a truck. Um, you yep. know, and yeah. He that, sends a, that sends a very scary mental picture. Gaddafi was found in a in a drainage pipe outside of his compound. Um, and yeah, no, they, they beat him and killed him and sodomized him. And yeah, no, they fucked him all up. Oh. Um, oh. And Ooh. yeah, terrible. Like, fuck that guy, but and, still. Ugh. Just shoot the guy or something. And then after that, Mike Pence, I think, was in North Korea, right? Or had a meeting with North Korea. Is that what it was? I think so. I think um, it, well, he, he got pretty directly involved. Yeah. And was, in that time, Which Mike was Pence, another step up. Right. Right. Before then, it had just been Mike Pompeo acting as CIA director and then as Secretary of State. Right. And, and so, yeah. In that meeting, Mike Pence, Mike Pence, and also on TV, I think he was, I think he was also on TV and said it. Um, mm-hmm. That he he said essentially the same thing that like everything would be fine as long as they were willing to denuclearize or else you know yeah it would question mark it, right or else you know it would kind of look however right so that results in uh, an official from North Korea saying that uh, Mike Pence I have a quote here of like exactly what he oh, said yes because um, I forgot it's the just quote like but a little it was, phrase it was gold yeah he calls him. Was this over the state TV? Yeah, called Mike okay. Pence a political dummy. Yeah, <laughs> um, and hinted at like possible nuclear to nuclear warfare. You know, like if yeah. if they weren't willing to reach some type of mutual agreement. You mm-hmm. know, and so that resulted again in another event where Donald Trump wrote a letter to to Kim Jong Il, um, oh. Kim Jong Un. Um, <laughs> That'd be weird to write. <laughs> yeah, <guy. laughs> um, wrote a letter to Kim Jong Un canceling the, and I meant to look up the letter because it was very strange. It was. It was a very strange letter where he apologized, but he was going to cancel the meeting, right? And he looked very looked very much forward to meeting with him, um, and then also turned and said, "But you talk about your nuclear arsenal, and ours is like bigger." Or we yeah. would surely win, or something like that. Like something. I mean, that that very clearly said, like. Yeah. Let me we whip will, it out. We'll yes, see who's as better. We will win in a war if that's something that you want to do. And then continued on with another, right? And so that's that's not unprovoked because there was the official from North Korea that came out and said yeah. the shit about nuclear war. But it just, it's another one of those things that just doesn't look good, you know? Yep. It's, and you could certainly argue that this just continues with, like, his max pressure campaign mm-hmm. that, like, looked like it was working for a while. You know, like it got them to the point where they were agreeing to a meeting. You know, this is something that they said they had, they were prepared for was for the meeting to not go through right away, but for there to be some some hiccups and then for them to finally get it. So it's while I like I said, I still don't think that it looks good. Um, I yeah. can see that maybe this isn't, excuse me, completely off from their plan. You know, it maybe this is me. kind of what what the trump administration like has yeah. in, in... And I, I feel like it was on an episode of commentary this week and it might have been noah rothman that noah c rothman i love him that uh pushed it 
but it was kind of a theory or a possible theory about, you know, maybe this was a power play to just show North Korea that, hey, we're not on the hook here, dude. We'll back out if we want to. You right. can't feed us any crap. And this, hey, we just showed that we could do it. And because that's what they said was, um, and I think that Donald Trump even said in his letter was like, this was your idea. Like You guys reached out to us and you told us that you wanted to have this meeting. You know, we it didn't felt do kind this. of like so, a, a really strange legal breakup letter. Yeah. It felt very emotionally like so if, you, if you change your mind, we're yeah. open to discussions at another time. Yeah. You know, so um, I'll still love you, baby. If you come yeah. back, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's a very I don't know. You know, like I said, I, I have to try and not try. I have to at least consider that this might be part of their plan. You know, they said that this was something they had considered. And yeah, and I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, geopolitics is a, is a long game. You know, it's not about tomorrow. It's about a year from now. It's, know, it's about 10 well, years from now. Yeah, so it, It's about changes that you might not see in your lifetime. Right. Especially when you're talking about politicians that might have 10, 15, 20 years left sometimes. Right. So it um, doesn't it doesn't seem super crazy to me, you know, that that might be. Like I, I, said, got a, this I got might a little quote from your letter here because I really liked the, the ending of it. And I just yeah. pulled it up. It said the world and North Korea in particular has lost a great opportunity for lasting peace and great prosperity and wealth. This missed opportunity is a truly sad moment in history. Sincerely, sincerely yours, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States. President of the United States. That ending especially was just like, you know, if you change your mind having to do with this most important summit, please do not hesitate to call me or write. Yeah. That's, that's so funny. On a sidebar... What is? Oh, that's my oh freaking advertisement. There we go. <laughs> On muted. a sidebar, sometimes it still blows my mind a little bit to think like that Donald Trump really is is the president. You know? Yeah. Well, it's really hard when most of the mainstream media outlets, and I mean most people in particular, don't call President Trump President Trump. It's just Donald Trump, Trump. or Donald yeah. Trump. Mister Trump yeah. said this, and. I think that started in the Obama era because Obama, 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 Barack. Obama. I mean, it was just, I don't know, you got to catch your name, bro. <laughs> Say what you want about him, but I mean, well, Bill his, Clinton his name was, oh yeah, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. He yeah. is a gift that keeps giving too. <laughs> uh, yeah. And cause, we don't need to talk about it because I don't pay much attention to it. But have you seen Hillary Clinton is like still like going out and talking and she talking needs shit. to just sit down i know i can't believe the dnc hasn't just told her to just hey we you know we're working on we're, we're good we're we don't working need on you anymore year two of the trump administration you know just just let it go mm-hmm. like it's it's too late now you know i understand being upset i've never run for president before but it's too late now it's yeah. way too late it's Game not going to be turned around now let it go let it go let it go. Just go home. Just like the song. Yeah. <laughs> Was that Frozen? Home. I love that movie, Frozen. <laughs> we went and saw it in theaters, and then we bought it. I've never like, seen it. Oh, it's a good one. Okay. It's not. It's definitely a lot of music, you know. But oh yeah, all them hate, Disney movies are basically musicals, right? I don't hate Frozen. Yeah. No, I've been wanting to watch those again. For Jordan. some reason, I've had like this. I really want to watch the old Jungle Book. That's a good one. I think I've seen a lot of the. On Netflix or Hulu and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The simple bare necessity. Yeah. I wonder who I wonder who voiced that guy. 
Toy Story. Really like Toy oh, Story. That's my wife's favorite movie of all time. That's a really good one. Yeah, if she could bring one movie to a desert island, I'm pretty sure it'd be Toy Story. Everybody out there, tell me what your favorite Disney Pixar movie is. Yeah, hit us up, Disney man. or Pixar. I'm not going to restrict you. Yeah. And, but. yeah, because I think before we move on to our next topic, um, just to remind everybody, if there's anything about what we just talked about that you want to chime in on, Hit us up on Twitter. Or don't understand. That's a lot of information. You that's know? a lot of information. So if there's any questions, if you want any articles, anything like that, just like we said last week, reach out to us, tweet at us. Yeah. Hit us up on our blog um, on saltofthestreets.com. Anywhere. Because we'd love to continue the conversation, man. That's. I really love, uh, before we jump into the next big one, we'll keep it light for a minute. Have some fun with this. Um, Philip DeFranco put out a, he worked with an app developer. Uh, worked with uh, Snacked is the current is the other app yeah. to develop his own personal Snacked app called DeFranco Now, and it is based off of community communication, and it's all 100% video replies, and people go on there and they ask questions. You can look up different categories if you want to talk politics. Just go to the hashtag politics thing where people yeah. post, and you can get in there and people like. Talk back and forth, and it's great, man. And that's part of what we want to do. I mean, that's that's the whole point about this. These these conversations aren't just between two dudes, you know, shooting the shit. This is, I mean, we're trying to reach out and and bring more people into the conversation, right? You know, uh, so hit us up, come on in. You know, the water's not that cold. <laughs> it ain't that bad. I think uh, Douglas Murray said that on a. Dave Rubin podcast or something. Come on in. The water's not that bad. Yeah. The water is nice. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, so that's that's basically most of the Trump stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the other big one, what was it? We got Dodd-Frank was, yeah, oh, and North Korea. That was <laughs> That's like all the, the three big ones that I had. Yeah. Um, Dodd-Frank is the next one, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because we haven't talked about Dodd-Frank. Yep. We talked a little bit about it in the video YouTube pre-show. Go check yeah. it out. Uh, so give me a breakdown of what Dodd-Frank is, right? Because okay. like me and a lot of other people that are listening to this, um, not everybody, but a lot of people, uh, when Dodd-Frank was passed was 2010. So yeah. I was I was in the 10th grade. So I could not have Make given... Make me feel a little older, please. I could not have given <laughs> any less fucks about what was going on in the banking industry. Yeah. Well, and even for people my age, I mean, I'm, I'll be 31 pretty soon. And, you know, because we're talking about bounce, wow, wow, yeah. banking regulation reform, who really cares? <laughs> but uh, basically what Dodd-Frank was the Wall Street uh, Reform and Consumer Protection Act of 2010. And what that did, essentially, um, for one, it was a over 2,000-page-long bill. And I'll tell you right now, I haven't read it because it's insane. It's like the, I mean, it's a step below the uh, Obamacare package. Just a beast. Yeah. So, but from my basic understanding, there's a lot of various banking regulations in there to essentially allow the federal government to keep an eye on and kind of run the the major rules of how banking is is done. Okay. And the 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 reason this is in the news now is because uh, this week there was a vote in the Senate and in the House um, to repeal a few areas and change a few areas of the act. And a lot of people started looking at this as a 
an attempt to, you know, reform and replace, you know, and it's not that at all. But from the point that we're debating about currently is this area that basically placed a, a level on any bank's assets, at which point they would be subject to the massive amount of regulation and oversight. And there's this weird uh, stress test that you have to do to, to prove that your bank can withstand a, you know, a recession level failure event. Okay. And it's kind of a fail safe. So if you're, if your bank is big enough, there's more regulation. Yes. And if you have, so to give you an idea of what a $50 billion asset bank is, I have a few examples that I found, which because was assets not have easy. to do with. Let's break it down, unpack it, right, just a little okay. bit. Because assets are not just like money that people have in your bank, right? That's also like investments that you have with that money, because yeah. that's how because that's how the banks grow your money, right? Is they take money that you put in there and they invest it in other shit. Yeah, that they grows will the money, right? Loan it out to other people, to small businesses, yeah. um, investment firms, uh, and all this stuff to try to make more money. Right. You know, they they make loans and personal loans, small business loans, to gain the interest off of those loans. And so, essentially, we're not talking about liquidity here. We're not talking about liquid, you know, hard cash that they have yeah. in the vault. All the potential money that they yeah. have. And so... What we're talking about is all the, the loans that are out there with various people in the world. Um, and to give you an idea, like I said, um, let me see. So the $50 billion threshold, right now there's about 43 banks that uh, are subject to that. Um, $50 U- billion is a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, UBS Bank, or no, no, that was an NBT bank I was looking up earlier. American Express uh, Centurion Bank, so it's some kind of bank associated with the American Express credit cards. Um, they're valued at uh, their assets are fifty nine billion. Uh, something like uh, what's another popular one? People's United Bank, maybe. Uh, they're underneath that. They they're at like forty four billion. What's the largest bank? Largest bank. Uh, if you had to guess, what would you think it was? I'd be curious to know this. Oh, um, and for all you listeners out there, before I spoil it, pause it, get into the comments, send me, send us what you think this is. Is it the number it, one biggest bank in the United States, the American bank? J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah, baby, coming in at like a ridiculous two point one trillion. Oh my God! Boom, baby, that's some history for you right there. J.P. Morgan been the biggest bank for pretty much fucking ever (laughs) jp morgan chase bank yeah bank of america wells fargo Citibank, u.s bank national association the pnc bank which i've never heard of the bank of new york mellon capital one and td bank have you seen and those are all by the way uh banks that will continue to have those types of regulations yeah but we'll touch on that in a second um yeah so just that's a sidebar but have you seen you don't have cable but um, Wells Fargo's been doing mad commercials oh, similar yeah. to Facebook, right? That's what I've heard. Um, about like how they're rededicating themselves to their customers and they're doing the whatevers and, and they care about people and it was an accident. And yeah. so like so, my wife didn't even know what had happened, right? Cause I think a lot of people probably don't yeah. know. So Wells Fargo, right? They had people working for them that were starting bank accounts in customers names without fucking saying anything about it yeah right they were starting 
double accounts. And, and I am, I feel confident, but do not want to quote, right? But I will look this up on Tuesday when I'm at work. But I am almost certain that I read an article about a dude, a manager of a bank of one of the Wells Fargo's that brought that up and the, his boss told him to go fuck himself. I'm pretty sure I heard that back when uh, Philip DeFranco covered that really, really well. Yeah. Um, and so I'm pretty sure that that's the case, that, that they even had an employee that tried to step up and say, listen, there's some really suspicious shit going on in my bank. Yeah. And, and he got shut down. They're like, shh, 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 shh. Yes. And so now you, they're trying to rededicate themselves to their customers um, after they stole, I don't know, probably millions of dollars yeah. from people. How not? How every single one of them isn't in jail. I mean, I understand why, because how can you technically prove that it's knowledge and motive but especially because it was like a lot of like smaller employees that mm-hmm. were doing it, you know like individual branches and shit yeah it's like hey guys but yeah that was uh just like a weird phenomenon yeah and I, and that i think paints a good uh it helps i think contribute to the story of this because some of these i mean these big ass banks i don't try to associate associate myself with them uh, for any reason whatsoever. Like, I yeah. try to stay away from everything that they have. You know, if there's a Bank of America owned, you know, if there's a Bank of America right next to me and I need to go pull out cash from the ATM, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go somewhere else because I don't right. want them to make money off me. I'm going to take one of these. Kind of like the, uh, the Walmart. Oh, yeah, go to town. Um, but anyways. Uh, Sorry. So we'll go back to the, the changes that were made to the Dodd-Frank. Yes. Because um, before, what was the cap on it? Uh. 50 billion. 50 billion dollars. That's where it started. Okay. Right. And it has now been adjusted to 250 billion. Okay. And so the list, it goes from 40 something banks that are subject to it or 50 something. I've, I've heard different numbers, but down to nine. Damn. I mean, there's a pretty big threshold between nine and 10, but, uh, I think it's something like 15, 20 billion or something like that. And but, I've heard a, I've heard a little bit about it, right? So the argument against it, obviously, is that, um, that people are concerned that it deregulates all those banks and might open us up to another financial crisis like we had yeah. before. Elizabeth Warren, Senator from Massachusetts, made a, a, a she, she got onto CNN, I believe, CNN politics and, and kind of spouted those concerns. And are um, you of that? Absolutely not. No. I mean, I don't know. It's, this because is one that's hard because I don't know if I, I don't know if I can trust them to do the right thing. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, not that I would ever, you know, condone going into like a a deeper recession if they didn't get a taxpayer bailout. You know, that's a gray as hell. But like that company doesn't deserve to, you know, survive anymore. They. They screwed up bad enough that they would have completely been destroyed if they didn't get a government bailout. At the same time, it would have devastated the economy, probably. Yeah. So you'd have to have, I don't know, maybe some kind of mandatory wind down. I don't know. But uh, because the wind down yeah. of the amount of assets, like you think it's because. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I don't even know how possible this would be, but like, because, you know, we had to bail them out. We would have had to bail them out regardless. Yeah. But I think you have lost your privileges as a company now to operate. You know, if you're all the, a bank. Yes. You know, so if you are JP Morgan Chase, which was one of the major contributors, um, you know, everyone that is there, I mean, that company doesn't deserve to to be around anymore. It has failed as a business. 
due to probably you know a billion different reasons but they have failed as a business right. partially for giving out subprime loans and shit which devastated the economy and so you don't deserve you know in any normal world there's no such thing as too big to fail but yeah. because they're so directly involved in the economy we have to do that unless we decide that no no the you know a depression would be just fine which it would not be no which is not acceptable and so not an option that's why i think you could probably come up with some kind of mandatory wind down where you slowly you have to close x amount of branches every year and sell them off to other you know various companies like a controlled you know takedown of a monopoly yeah you know and i think we should have done something like that but whatever neither here nor there but anyways, it raises the yeah Dodd Frank now will raise up to two hundred fifty billion, and then that frees up a ton of like those mid large banks to right. to continue to thrive and and to be able to just do more yeah like investing yeah to do all sorts of stuff It'd take more greater diverse risks. investing that's yeah what I was take greater for. risks with with people's money so hopefully invest back in the economy into like smaller businesses and stuff yeah, so they that's can essentially take what they advantage would. of the new taxes yeah, because you would make okay. more money. If you played your cards right. I see the logic there. But at the same time, a lot of people are arguing that it's too risky to do that because we could have another one of those events, you know. But instead of nine giant banks doing that, it could be, you know, 50 or 60 of the middly large. You never know. Yeah. But I have more faith in capitalism that people don't want to go out of business, that they will continue to try to actually do good. And especially in today's world, I think a lot of corporations are buying into that model. But that's just my glass half full stuff. Oh, that's good. Maybe. I like to see that on you sometimes. I had a insane conversation with my wife last night about this kind of stuff. And uh, it, it came down to my wife is always a glass half full type of girl. Mine always. Too. There's always a silver lining everywhere. Even Mine when too. I am like, nope, screw this. This is all terrible. She finds something in it, which bless her. I wish there was more people like that. But when it comes to like geopolitical implications and the world effect and yeah i am i think way more positive on a whole you know on a societal level than she is like she's a very she's very pessimistic about like the stuff that is happening these days but maybe i find a silver lining i think nowadays and just about everything that could be controversial or i mean when you look at the real big picture stuff well but, good yeah and so like that's why with even the Dodd-Frank reform, I, I like that because it is less government regulation. Right. And I have enough faith that people will do good. You are now, pretty I, generally in favor of less regulation. Yeah, because I, yeah, I think in today's society, when you look at our generation, talk as much shit about the millennials as you want. And there's that 30-year-old dude who just got evicted from his parents' house, lost a court case. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not all like that. I mean, if you look at the... The vast majority of, you know, internet entrepreneurship and, you know, entrepreneurial entertainment. Your boy's right here. That's right. And people like Philip DeFranco, who is changing the way news is done. And, you know, I I have so much more faith in our generation, I think, than I ever had before. Yeah, we got lots of problems, but who don't? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sorry about all the noise. That's the weed package. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. It's from Northwest Pearl. This so is this what we stick it underneath the bar. And, oh, Northwest Pearl. Yeah. They follow us on Instagram. Really? I'm pretty sure. It's, uh, it's either that or we just follow them. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But anyways. Um, 
I forgot where we ended on that. At but it, I mean, Streets, Dodd Frank. I can see that um, because I also heard people. I think it was one person that voted Dodd Frank in when it first happened. Uh, Thirty-three wish, Democrats in the House voted to. Yeah, they voted on it. I wish that I could remember who it was, uh, but he also voted in favor of of the changes now for that same yeah. reason that it's it's uh, there's a lot of small and medium banks that um not that they can't handle it because they've been doing okay since then you know mm-hmm. but they could be doing better if they didn't have such regulation and i'm not i am maybe like if i had to put a number on it generally 60 percent in favor of regulation mm-hmm. you know um, you're because, uh, you would be cautiously optimistic for regulation um or against maybe pulling the regulation back a little yeah like 60 percent of the time i'm in favor for more regulation and like 40 percent of the time i'm pretty like because i am i see like a lot of merit in in less regulation and shit you know Mm -hmm. but the way i grew up like with just not having that much money and stuff i'm very very scared monetarily you Mm -hmm. know um so that's always something that i'm very nervous about Mm -hmm. um so it's just something that I take, not that other people don't take it seriously, you know, who want less regulation, but it's something that I take very seriously and just very cautiously mm-hmm. um, just because of how I grew yeah. up. That's how I run my personal finances and stuff like that. So it's... Well, yeah, and if if somebody out there, because I, I know a lot of people out there that are either currently in the system, I would call the welfare state. Yeah. That live off of that in some way, whether it's food stamps or they go to the food bank once, you know, once every six months when they have to. Yeah. You know, or get assisted housing and stuff like that. And I know that the people that I know that are in that system are are actually doing technically what you're supposed to. And they're trying to do better and they're not sitting around milking the system. It's, right. I think the vast majority of people are really using it because they need it. Um, the vast majority. Yeah. And that's why, like, for me... I am 90% of the time in favor of less regulation, but I think that there are certain areas that, yeah, you should, and we should have these uh, some of these social programs, and I think that mostly they could all be run a lot differently and a lot better, but yeah, I don't necessarily want them to go away. No, and I think, though, not to get too far off topic, but I think the hard thing with more regulation of social programs is just that it's more intrusive in people's lives, you know, which yeah. is not that that's a bad thing because we've talked about it before and I think that if you're going to be getting food stamps and shit you should be willing to take a piss test like that makes logical sense to me you know mm-hmm. but um, there's also I don't know you know the same people who who don't like that the government is listening to your phone calls and shit like that you know don't like the idea of any government agency yeah. you know telling them what they can and can't do and all the whatever and it's there's a lot of people who I think if you're like more libertarian and you end up in a bad spot and have to do something like that, and then the government is like, well, you know, if you want this, then you have to take this piss test and be clean. They might be really upset about it. Yeah. And like I said, not that I don't agree with that, because I think that, like I said, I think that if you're going to be on food stamps or something, you should you should be taking a piss test. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't be smoking weed and shit. You know, I, I smoke weed all the time, but if I couldn't afford my rent or if I couldn't afford food, yeah. I and wouldn't. That's like be. a different argument. You know, that's more of a so, a liberal freedom argument. And it's not such a regulation argument, like the the merits of a regulation, right? Well, and, and I just think that would be that would be the the problem with it. Like yeah, the people who are definitely, on, you yeah, know, no, I totally, that's not like that I said, not that I'm not issue. in favor of it because I think that that would 
largely take away a lot of the argument against mm-hmm. the welfare programs, you know, because that's so many people who don't agree with it think that you can like buy beer and stuff with food stamps and you can do whatever the fuck you want. And it's, you know, and then everybody's taking advantage of the system and everybody's mm-hmm. fucking freeloading and nobody actually needs it. And it's, and that's just an that's, uninformed yeah. opinion on on the reality <laughs> yeah. of, of that just what means you've call, never lived around a poor neighborhood or never really interacted with actual poor people. Right. That's really what that means. You've never had a conversation with a guy that lives in his grandparents' garage, maybe due to economic reasons. Right. You and know? that's not to say that there aren't people who are who are taking advantage of the system right because yeah, they're definitely there are always like, are going to be people definitely like that. are there's always going to be people who can find a way to take advantage mm-hmm. of any fucking system right yeah but why they're tax why the spotlight is on them so much is not it drives me nuts right. you should be pointing out the good it does every day if you want to defend your point right and you they nobody does that yeah and it sucks but that's a whole other deal. But yeah. Um, but so speaking I th- of, I think we kind of wrapped up that. Yeah. But since we're on welfare, I think we should talk about uh, earlier this week. I texted you about the story about Rachel Dolezal. Dolezal. And you, you, a local girl, a local, from good old Spokane. Spoke, or as my wife calls it, Spokane. Spokane. My wife is from Ecuador, and so a lot of the Washington names throw her. I love listening to her talk. Sometimes it's awesome. It's- great yeah i get to live with that it's amazing it's gotta be i mean <laughs> on a bad day you know like this is at least pretty funny like yeah i love and especially when she does like you know a lot of our she tries to do a lot of our idioms yeah or do like a direct english translation of like an ecuadorian <laughs> saying and you're just like i mean factually i guess that technically yeah. makes sense but she, what <laughs> she tries really hard and i, I think that her. it's great like yeah. not like tries too hard like but she tries hard and i think that that's good you know oh man the it's, amount of work she's put into english yeah it, it makes me entirely shamed that i haven't put the same amount of effort into spanish because yeah because yeah, english, english is really hard to it is s- man especially if you I, speak I can't even language. do it very well <laughs> it's tough bro it's tough yeah all right, so tell me about Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal, and I don't even know what her new name is, but oh. she had changed her name oh. back in the day. It was like, yeah. So if you don't remember Rachel Dolezal, right? Mm-hmm. It was, I don't remember when she first came to rise, but um, I think it was 2015. There you go. So I think 2015, 15 or 17. Um, where? Oh, I think it had to be 15. It was a while mm-hmm. ago. Where she said that she was transracial. Right? Yes. Um, which is to say that she was a white woman who identified as as black. Yes. Um, but her parents were white. Her family is white, like everybody. She was born white. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she says that she identifies as black. Um, and so she, like, essentially thinks that, I mean, like I said, it, it believes that she's that way. So she believes that she is entitled to... Uh, I mean, anything that might come from that, you know, any type of benefits that she could get from the NAACP yeah. or, I mean, anything like that. She worked for the NAACP, right, she at did. the time. So, um, And when this controversy hit, when that came out there and she became a social pariah for what she was saying, um, the yeah, she lost her job as uh, head of the NAACP Spokane, Washington chapter. Yeah. Um, she was kicked off of the police ombudsman commission that she was on, and she lost her job as a teacher of African studies at Eastern Washington University. <laughs> and then, but why she because in the she news. had been lying about it, right? She had been like marking on those things that she was African American. Is that the case? Well, I don't know. She probably was, but that's yeah. um, 
what she ended up being charged with. Um, charged with theft, and this is from uh, Time Magazine, actually did this story. Charged with theft by welfare fraud, perjury, and false verification of public assistance on Thursday. So that was last Thursday when she was charged. And so she got popped on all that stuff. And the court documents say that she illegally received $8,747 in food assistance and $100 in child care assistance. Um, and this came after an investiga- investigation started in March 2017 by the Washington State investigator who received information that she had written a book. And so they started looking into her finances. Um, uh, she had reported on her income that she made less than $500 a month. Yeah. And they, the court subpoenaed her self-employment records along with her bank statements and showed that she deposited nearly $85,000 between... Oh, no, but this isn't that, that much because it's between August 15 and September 17. So it's about two years. Yeah. And so it's not so like she's like getting rich off of this stuff. But still, that's, I mean, uh, yeah. 40 a year is not $500 a yeah, month. Yeah, that's like a, having a second full-time right. job. That's like... That you just wrote a book and then that's what you got. Damn. And so, but at the same time, she Because people... Had, you can live off forty a year. I mean, yeah. And she had she had written down a in her paperwork for uh, this assistance. Yeah. That she had a change of circumstance, which I guess is a box you check, and that she had did a one time job in October of uh, two thousand seventeen worth twenty thousand dollars. But that was, I mean, it was half of what she actually did over a period of two years, and so. Anyway, she got popped for all the perjury and all the lying and, and all so that. And so that nine grand is what she got over those two years. Yeah. Because I was going to say, because that's a lot of, like, that's a long time of assistance because, like, $400 a month in food stamps, like, that's a lot. You know, mm-hmm. like, an average amount is probably, like, two, two fifty. you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, in, in my experience with food stamps, like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, to, like, to see somebody who had $400 a month in food stamps, that's a lot of money. I don't know how it works, but it's probably based off of how many children you have, how many in people. your income, yeah, yeah, and, like, your rent and all the whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's And so she was reporting that factors, she only made $500 a month. Right. She got an extra $400 a month for food. Right. And that's, that's $400 that you don't have to spend now that you can do with something else which is you're supposed to be doing it to better yourself and all this but when you're sitting there lying about it right and i mean i don't know how her Damn. income could re- be reported at 500 a month if she was working as a teacher at a university right even if you're not like a you know an actual professor and you're still you're teaching still, one of those even if you're still you're making, making more mean, than 500 dollars a month yeah you Even know, if I you're making imagine. piss twenty grand a year, you yeah. know that's still that's a thousand a month, right? So yeah. I mean that's and so yeah, it's and that's pretty not a thousand. Scummy. It's more than a thousand a month, but that's like would be like your take home, right? So I mean yeah. that's I mean it sounds like because she was charged with this, and so I don't know what the sentencing and stuff will be and what it'll come to. It's yeah. usually sentencings are usually a little ways down the road, but I mean it sounds like that from all the facts that they're reporting on, it sounds like a pretty clear-cut case of welfare fraud to me. What a dumb bitch. Yeah. And so, because I loved her so much, I uh, I saw that story, and I was just, I just had to tell you, because it was just, That's I was so much. happy. People like that are garbage, man. Let's get some, are you done with your beer? Yeah, and we got some super fuzz in the, in the yeah, beer fridge. Some more beers. Because, of course, we have a beer fridge at the, at the, the bar slash studio. Um, 
But yeah, what else? What else big happened? The Toronto bombing happened the other day. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. I'm gonna step away from the mic, but listen. absolutely. And there's a bottle opener now on the side of the fridge. Very cool. You're taking care of us over here. That's Bobby. right. Got to do what we do when we sit here for three hours to talk. <laughs> but so for those of you that don't know, and I wouldn't be surprised if you don't know because it was very, very underreported. And uh, but in Toronto last week there was a restaurant bombing, and by it was done by two guys that wore black hoodies and uh, cloth over their face, but they dropped a essentially a improvised explosive device in the front of the restaurant and then ran out and then it exploded, and it wounded uh, 15 people. Three of them were critical. Nobody died. And then apparently, uh, last reported, the three people that were in critical are now in stable. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, so they didn't catch the guys. And there's kind of a manhunt going on right now. But looking at the security cam picture, if you want to see it, it's, I can understand how it's going to be pretty hard to track oh, these people yeah. down. And there was also a third person, that the getaway face. driver. Yeah, so this was very, very premeditated. It currently is not being categorized as a terrorist attack although i don't know how you couldn't right uh considering that i don't know i i don't know but it happened at an indian restaurant so that's kind of why some people are saying that and uh but yeah that's that's basically all there is to it it's it's kind of sucky because we don't have any answers right now we just know what happened yeah but thank goodness nobody died i have to go pee that's why i'm still standing up where are we gonna do that are we going to play the game yep. afterwards? Yep, we can absolutely do that. Okay. And then we so we can play some of that game. I love it. And then we'll, we can run through pop culture and some sports. And yeah. We'll and in the meantime, I'm going to inform the people about what I said on the blog post this week. There you go. Perfect. And so you. if you have not read the blog post, this is like the third plug for the blog post this week. Um, and the reason we're doing this is because over... The last few months that we've been doing this, we've been recording episodes now for, I think, three to four months. And uh, we initially had this idea to once a week, me and Don would each write a, you know, a small essay kind of themed in the Supreme Court style or the federal court style of, uh, you know, dissenting or concurring opinions. And then we'd write uh, like essentially a small op-ed article or an informative article or something about something that we had talked about in the show or something that we would, uh, you know, a topic we didn't get to, what have you. And it just kind of turned out that, you know, believe it or not, working a, you know, both of us working 45 to 40 hours a week, every single week, having a family to take care of and, you know, normal adult obligations, it, uh, it kind of started to strain our schedule. So we kind of came together and we kind of put our heads together between the four of us, me, Don, and our wives, and kind of found like a nice thing that'll work. And we got some kind of nice big changes coming. We're going to provide extra content on top of our descents, which will continue, but they're going to be pulled back to a once, once a month release. Right now we're looking about the end of the month, probably maybe the last Friday of every month, but either way, it's going to be a monthly release and the descents will probably be, you know, right now they average around two pages, page and a half. Um, we've just been doing kind of a, a word doc or a PDF 
version of them. But we're going to step up our game, and since we're pulling back to once a month, it opens up the research time uh, greatly. And it also kind of helps take a little stress of our, out of our lives because we can, you know, doing like you did that one week where we, you did that full-blown uh, DACA, DACA piece. Yeah. I mean, that was stressful, <sighs> bro. That was three straight days of I wasn't doing anything else but research when I got home. Yeah. And like <clears throat> literally, that's just your life. You, know, you get up, you take care of your family obligations in the morning, you go to work, you come home, you take care of your family obligations after work, and then you're working on writing that piece. Right, because I wake up at like 4 to go to work, yeah. you know, um, so that I can come home early enough to be able to have dinner and do some stuff when I get home. Mm-hmm. So I have to go to bed early also, you know, by like 9 or 9.30 or else I'm... Fu- oh, I put that there. <laughs> Wait, when I, wait sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did that when I grabbed the business card. Yeah. I forgot to put it back. Um, but yeah, so I have to go to bed by like 9 or like 9.30 at the very latest or else I'm too fucking tired when I wake up at 4 the oh, next I day. Oh, I feel you. You know, so it's... You can only do that for a day or two before it knocks you down hard. Before it's too much, yeah. yeah. And then you're going to bed at like 7.30, 8 o'clock one night just then to you're catch not up. doing shit, yeah. Yeah. And so anyways, we, we're pulling back to the descents to once a month so we can really dive into those and the, the, the quality is going to be better. Essentially, we're trying to go for maybe that of a, an online magazine type of style. So Eventually, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so, eventually. And so we're going to kind of start to you know write them that way. And, you keeping know, that same article type of style because I like yeah, that. It's uh, really fun. If you've checked out the descents, then you know what we're talking about. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. And please do. Um, so our, our next descent that'll be out is going to drop the end of June. So it's going to be June 29th, I believe, is the scheduled date. Um, and of course, if that changes at all, we'll you know through our social medias and stuff, we'll be posting about that. We'll probably post it on the blog if we need to. But uh, in place of that, we're going to be doing more blog posts. In my blog post this week, um, again, it's going to release on Thursdays, same time, same day as the descents, and. Uh, but essentially, they're going to be they're going to take over our little op-ed pieces, our content updates, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, just kind of a fun content engagement. So we're going to encourage conversation in the comments, which is what we're all about. Yeah, and you know, all that good stuff. So, anyways, that's uh, that's a change that's coming. Um, we're working on the game, which is another change that's. Uh, eventually coming we'll probably we'll make the uh the game a semi-regular event yeah and uh you know we're also looking at doing patreon stuff coming down the pipe um i'm currently looking into merch store stuff because i've been in behind the scenes developing new designs for new stuff but that's again long term and uh but yeah there's a lot of uh exciting fun things happening yeah my my first descent i'm gonna do a little pre-spoiler a little bit is going to be done about the like the local legal weed scene you know i have gotten in contact with a couple store owners i'm going to be doing some interviews maybe some audio interviews that's cool and getting some you know behind the scenes stuff how it works you know i want to get a lot of the angle from the small business side of it um you know because i love small business obviously and uh you know, I want to get a lot of those that insider personal look at what it's like to go through that in an industry that is federally illegal. You know, a lot of cool stuff, stuff, bank accounts, you know, whatever. But that's rad. So hopefully, if everybody agrees to do audio interviews, I can make like a little audio show and 
maybe one day we'll we'll look at getting that out to the Patreon people. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, changes always happening. The show's ever evolving. I think we've kind of gotten a style down now. That's kind of nice. I think we're getting Woo-hoo! close. Getting close to the formula. I think you're right. Yeah. And now is it game time? I'm ready for game time. We can do that. So tell the people about this game, Don. Okay, so this is a game that I talked about a little bit in the pre-show, and it's going to be called mm, "That's Bullshit." All right. So people who know me or have known me for any semi-extended period of time know that I know weird stuff. Right. I just yeah, you're I, the encyclopedia of shit. That why do you know that? <laughs> I've just got a yeah a strange knack for just learning stuff and just retaining the weirder knowledge. Right. So. So it's a game that I'm building partially based off of things that I have, right? Because as I'm doing this, um, I'm going back to recheck things that I've told people to see if they're really true. You know, because I'm like, well, as I'm making it, I'm like, well, shit. Like, I never even checked it. Like, I heard that somewhere and just ran with it. So it could be totally wrong. So um, some of it's that. And I'm also just looking up facts, right? So mm-hmm. so the way this is going to work you is... Know, you um, just laid out the foundation for like a, a expansion called fake news <laughs> and then you go mm, that's bullshit yeah so the way that this is gonna work right is i'm gonna read you one of these facts and it may or may not be the truth and right? i have to decide whether it's mm, bullshit. right so if you don't think that it's real then you're like mm, that's bullshit right but if you think that that's a true fact then you tell me and if it's right or wrong, I'll tell you what the thing is. If I have a little bit of background information, then we'll talk about it. You know, nice. So I've got a couple of different categories. I'm ready. Um, so I've got science, pop culture, and I got like a couple of history ones. Right? Ooh. So nice. and history is is also kind of like obscure history. Uh, um, not that, but it's also just like like random shit about states and the country and stuff. So okay. it's, you know, not, it can also US be like, history. Kind of, yeah. And like kind of politics and stuff. So it's, Ooh, they're broad categories, you know, and with pop culture, I'll tell you if there's like a subcategory okay. to it. Um, so let's, I'm so ready for this. I think, I don't know. So let's see. This is a test. Okay. So the first one, we'll go with a nice random one, right? This okay. is a pop culture, random one, pop culture. So, Robert Wadlow, right? Okay. He was the world's tallest man, okay? Mm-hmm. He was eight feet, seven inches tall. Eight feet, seven inches tall? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yes. Wadlow. I'm going to say, yeah, for sure. Eight feet, seven? That's huge, by the way. Maybe. Word. So... Robert Wadlow was 8 feet 11 inches tall. Whoa. Right? Yeah, he was 8 foot 11. His shoe size was 37 AA, right? Mm. And he lived from 1918 to 1940. So he was 22 when he died. Wow. <coughs> and I looked up pictures of him, and he looks like his legs are fucked up. Like, and that's not me talking shit, but I mean when he's that tall, you know. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So... So that's, I marked myself down for a miss. So that's the first one. Um, so let's see. Pop culture music. Okay. Right? That's what this one music. is. Okay. So um, I don't have a good feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> At least I got a 50-50. Here you go. So this one, Dr. Dre, right? Mm-hmm. Famous producer, amazing rapper, part of NWA. Dr. Right. Dre has spent... As long as 79 hours in the studio at a clip with no sleep. 
that sounds like Dr. Dre to me. I could see that. Wait, so that one's true. Yes. 79 hours. That's the longest that he's ever spent in the studio at one time. Dude goes hard. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's see. I got that one right. Check. Yep. You got that one. So we'll go one more pop culture music and we'll move on to another category. Okay. So Elvis Presley. Okay. Mm-hmm. The king. When he went into the army, he weighed 170 pounds. Ooh. Right? Okay. When he died, he weighed 280 pounds. Mm. Right? So he went into the army in 1960 and he died in 1977. Mm, that's bullshit. Word. So he weighed 260 when he died. <laughs> so not quite that much, but 260. Yeah. So you knew you, these are just things that you knew. Like, um, oh yeah. Some of them are things that I knew, and other ones is shit that I looked up to yeah. try because <laughs> I'm building a game, you know. Yeah. So that's um, awesome. So it's some of it is stuff that I knew, but it's it's just kind of based around that idea, right? That's two for me. So, yep. Okay, so we'll go to another category now. I had a lot of pop bum, bum, bum. Okay. So <laughs> drum roll by tapping on the bar. Humans, killer whales, and elephants. Are the only mammals that go through menopause? Definitely. That is totally 100% true. <laughs> so it's humans, short finned pilot whales, and killer whales are the only three mammals. Uh, elephants don't? No elephants. So, like, and elephants live a long time. Yes. So they could be getting it on when they are elderly. Yeah. And I read wow. a National Geographic article about it, and it said. That it's theorized, right? Because it's theorized. Shit. No, 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 no. That's true. <laughs> no, but the this is a theory as to why that happens, yeah. right? Um, and it's be- their theory is that it's because elephant herds, like when they have babies, the babies will go off and like find their own partners and do shit like mm-hmm. that. And so the herd is like constantly changing and there's new people changing all throughout it. But whale pods, their babies stay with them forever. Mm-hmm. So the pods just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And so they stop they stop being able to have children so as to limit the chance of, you know, any type of It's like you're prevent you're evolutionarily yeah. like developing a bodily or biological system that prevents overpopulation. Right. That's like overpopulation and and maybe even like too much inbreeding, you know, Um, it's kind of what I thought. That's sick and twisted. Yeah. That's why we, why us, man? Yeah. Why uh, the the poor pilot whales? Come on now. Yeah. Those poor and the killer whales too? Killer whales. Yeah. (sighs) Short fin pilot whales and humans. Man, poor us. Yeah. That's garbage. I mean, I know we have an overpopulation problem, but still, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Can you right. imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> so this one is most bats are not capable of standing or walking because their bones are too thin. Maybe because my, my brain just goes, maybe that's why they, they like hang upside down. No, no, wait. No, well, I feel like I've seen bats crawl before. But that's like on the side of horses. That is going to be true. You think that one's true? Yep. Word. So that is true, right? Woo! There's only, yeah, there's only two. I watch two... a lot of planet Earth. Okay? <laughs> that's why. There's only two type of bats that can actually walk or stand, 
Right? Okay. And it's vampire bats and a burrowing bat. It's because vampire bats are vampires. Yeah. And I guess a vampire bat can like also crawl and they crawl pretty fast, like on land. Oh my God. That's terrifying. Yeah. Vampires are real. Totally. Yeah. I know a guy who has a friend who actually thinks he's a vampire, by the way. <laughs> yeah. What is, I don't, I don't get it. What's wrong with people? Yeah. <laughs> All right. One more science one and then I'll give you, like, I'm ready for it. I want to be, I want to test my history out. Okay. So, the Mars rover, right? Curiosity. Mm-hmm. Okay. When it, one year after it landed on Mars, mm-hmm. right? It sang itself a song. And there was, so it sang happy birthday to itself. And that was the, <laughs> right. So, so that's yeah. it. So, they, it sang happy birthday to itself after it. On its on its mm-hmm. birthday, it's one year. I that is completely true, and I'll tell you why. Before you tell me the answer, it's because people forget <laughs> that real astronauts and real scientists are super nerds, and it, they're not like the badass people you see in like the action movies. It's like, <laughs> no, dude, these people are all super nerds. Of course, they would do that. Yeah. That sounds totally NASA to me. Yeah, so it definitely sang itself happy yes. birthday when it landed. <laughs> Um, and so that made it both the first song to be broadcast on another planet. Right? Oh my God. That's and, terrifying. And also the first device to be used to broadcast a song on another planet. <laughs> Simultaneously. Setting the mark. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So now we'll go to some history <laughs> so, one. Such a nerdy thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So King County was named for... Martin Luther King Jr. No. Mm, that's bullshit. Words. So, that's no, 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 too old. Too old. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, so King County was originally named for William R. King, who was the vice president to Franklin Pierce, who oh. was the 14th president of the United States. Wow. And then in 1986, it was changed to Martin Luther King Jr. So that's what its namesake is now. Because if you see like the buses and shit, like yeah. that's what it says. But um, so that's what it stands that's for so now. That's so funny. But not hey, originally. Fun. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I totally got that. All right. So oh, this local this is, knowledge, baby. This is going to be a real test. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to when they do like government transactions, sometimes they'll print like really large bills right 500s 1000s 10,000s just for like interdepartmental use like so we don't waste all the trees right that's like a real thing right so um so william mckinley is on the 500 okay okay grover cleveland is on (laughs) is on the 1000 the worst presidential name ever (laughs) james madison is on the 5000 and Calvin Coolidge is on the 10,000. Calvin Coolidge? Yeah. Do you think that all of those are correct? All of those? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. No. I wouldn't, just to be fair, I would not fuck all four of them up. Right. Okay. Like if, and that's There'd not just to be one, which right. one of these And that's belong. not to say that one of them is fucked up, but I, I promise you that if I were to mess one up, it would just be one. It would not be. Okay. So it would not be all four. So let's, I'm not going to mix this then. with no. I'm going to call out that it's. It's bullshit. And I'm going to pick that it's Calvin Coolidge. 
is not on the ten thousand dollar bill. Yeah, hey, he doesn't belong there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy. Word. So on the ten thousand is a guy named Salmon P. Oh my Chase. god, I was right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super I impressed. I am super duper impressed. I really thought I was gonna give you that. That time. was awesome. Yeah. So his name is Salmon P. Chase, right? And he was the sixth Chief Justice of the United States. He was the 23rd Governor of Ohio. He was an Ohio Senator and the 25th Secretary of Treasury. Dude, why didn't we have good old William Tyler Page on there, Mister American Creed himself? <laughs> yeah, so I got, I got, I got issues about this. Why is this not a bigger issue, <laughs> Salmon P. Chase? That's hilarious. So I'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you one more, right? I and, want one of those. And then now. we can move on to pop culture okay. and we can do all the stuff, right? So this is the last one. Try to stump me. Yeah. And you, it looks like you've already won. You're already. I killed it, man. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I'm right impressed. Now. I've obviously got to try a little bit harder. These are 50 um, 50. <laughs> so Washington State is one of two states that has the image of a president on it. I'm trying to think. How many flags? And it's do I state know? flags. Yeah. Right. So you got to think about other people's state flags. It has a picture of a president. One of two states. Mm -hmm. Only two. Ooh. I want to. I don't know. You don't have to guess what the other one is. But. I was like, that's a tough one. Yeah. I would, I would say, I'm thinking, yeah. Think it's one of two? I think it's one of two. Word. I don't know anymore, but I feel like it's probably not that popular. Washington is the only state oh, with the image of a president. I went the other flag. way. The only one. I picked the wrong fact that was false. It's also the only flag that has a field of green as the primary color. Um, and it because George Washington's face is on it, they have to stitch the face the same way on both sides of the flag. Or else you can't yeah. see it through. So Wow. That's cool. So that makes it one of the most expensive flags, state flags, to produce because Ooh. it has to be made that way. Yeah. Wow. That makes sense, though. And the emblem and all that stuff. It's, it's that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a fun thing. So there fact. you go. I'm happy I so got that one wrong. That's the, that's, you know, it, it may not have been great, but that's the early version of mm, that's bullshit. And this is going to so, be fun. Yeah. We'll keep, hone, we'll keep honing it in. It'll, it'll get a little bit better. It'll get harder. Um, but I like it. That's good. But for a version one, I think it's pretty good. I don't yeah. think that's bad at all. So, you if, you, know. if you've got any fun facts out there, send it to us. Send them in. Oh my god! Absolutely. Please send them in. Yes. If we'll, any, we'll stick your name on the card. Yep, yep. I will. I swear to God, and I'll take a picture of it after we play, and I'll put it out. I'll tweet it. If you send me a fact, and I can verify it, right? Because that's how I'm doing all these. I'm making sure they're all legit. Excuse me, because. If you want, you can look all those up that I just said, and they'll all be true. I promise you. I did the research myself. That's what I did this week instead of right. We need to find post. one. The next one you find, let's hashtag it. Let's, let's check the hashtag to see if there's anything associated with it, but we'll call it hashtag mm, bullshit. Word. Four M's. Yeah. So let's check that, and we'll start it off. Look for it out there on all the social medias. Yes. It's that be is fun. That's a beautiful idea. And if you don't have Twitter, like we said, send it to me on wherever, you know, Instagram or fucking whatever. If on you, the website. Yeah, on Ooh. the website, anything. If you've got one that I can verify, I'll write it on the cards because I'm doing them all on, on like the 2 by 5 cards. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to keep them forever. I'm going to get, I think, maybe a Rolodex because oh, I think that, that would be, be awesome. rad, right? Um, so I'm going to get a Rolodex or maybe just a little box to keep them on because right now they're all in a cigar box and that just doesn't, it's not quite good enough for me. <laughs> but 
you know, they make a box for two by five cards. So I'm going to get like Word. a good wood one of those. Um, yeah. So if you have any good facts for me, send them in. Let me put them on a card. I'll write your name on it. I'll tweet the shit to you. It will be incredible. That's awesome. So, yeah. So that let me know. You, yeah. Let me know you thought of the game. Like I said, version one, it'll get better. It'll 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 grow. We've Definitely. got a, we've got improvement, but I think that's pretty good. For, that's awesome for a first game. So and I look think at you, you fucking won. That, so. Yeah, dude, swept three to five. Yeah, that's good. Money. That's good. Hashtag mm, bullshit. I've obviously <laughs> got to try a little bit harder, but that was good. This will be good. I'm yeah. so excited about this. So we can move to pop culture now. Get it. Right? Let's click on over to the pop culture menu. Yep. Let me get my notes up here. Because um, I have a couple of things about pop culture. Oh, one is kind of... Well, okay. So I shouldn't sound excited about it. <laughs> um, sorry. That no, you totally should. Because was screw that guy. That I remembered. So I heard on KUOW that there was two <laughs> bikers that were attacked by a cougar. Yes. Um, yes. I, I sell the same thing. In the mountains. Yeah. Terrified um, me. And that was the first fatal attack in the foothills in almost like a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's the, I guess that's the one thing because I've been really in the woods the last few years, and uh, that's one thing I'm always worried about. It's like being stalked by a cougar, but the it's like an unwarranted fear. It's like plane crashes. Statistically, you're you're more likely to like die on your way to work every day. Right. Well, and they said, I heard on K when I was listening to KUOW that they did like everything that they were supposed to do. And um, they tried to run away at first. um, And then, you know, they tried to turn around and like fight it off and and couldn't do it. And one dude got, got killed. And the second guy was like beating the cougar up with the bicycle that he was riding. They were on mountain bikes and it ran away and then came back and started to attack him and he biked out of the forest um, and got help and then came back. And That is so fucking terrifying. Yeah. I can't. Isn't Why do you do up? this to me, man? Isn't that fucked up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was crazy. Yeah. So, but that is. It's, Near the cats. As insane hills. as it is, it's still silver lining time. Learn that it doesn't happen that often, at least. <laughs> at least there's that. <clears throat> You know, but that's right. terrifying, man. It is pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. So I also have here that it was found unconstitutional for Donald Trump to be blocking people on Twitter. Yeah. Right? Which but it's a violation of... Um, I didn't particularly understand it, but I didn't look into it that much. But uh-huh. it's it's a violation of First Amendment free speech for him to be blocking people on Twitter that don't agree with him. So... But that... And see, that's what I I wonder... I need to read the opinions on that ruling yeah. because the answer to why is so important, so so much more important, I think, than what they actually did. Um, and I don't know how big that is. I don't know. I know it was in a federal court of some kind. Yeah. Um, but I don't know the scale of it. Is it going to get any higher? Like what's going to happen? Because that kind of... I'm not sure. You know, if it's just because he is the president of the United States... I can understand that. But, I mean, what does that say to just the normal person that blocks people? I mean, because you'd think, depending on what the level of the precedent is you're sending, that that sounds a little scary to me. Yeah, and you would probably have to read, like, the actual dialogue in the... Yeah, I think that's why I need to read. Because they they would put, like, their opinions in it, and they would explain why. Right. And so that... I'm sure it's a little more specific than that, like... 
that it's not just anybody, you know, you can't yeah. take away people's rights to block people. So I'm sure it is because he's the president or in a high enough That's position, what I would think. you know. And so uh, I just, yeah, I would like to make sure. <laughs> yeah. I would like, to be, I would be interested to see why they, they found it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah, I saw that too. And I just, I saw that and I was like, well, that's, this is like, that was the one and only place I heard about it. I didn't hear about it anywhere else. And I feel like if it was a really, really big deal, I would have heard about it. So it, it kind of got put in the file in the back of the head file. You know yeah, how that is. It was an interesting deal. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if he has to unblock people that he's blocked. Yeah. I don't know. How do you do that? You just go you just to pay him, somebody to do just it. Just go to him and unblock him. Yeah. yeah. I've never blocked anybody, so I don't know how it would he work. He only follows like fucking 20 people or whatever. Yeah. Which, by the way, update on my Twitter situation. Yeah. I have wrote so many emails to the support. And they haven't said shit? No. Just changed my password. And I've changed my password like six times last week. And it just keeps happening, man. I'll be able to go on and then I'm not, my account's not suspended. But then I log on and I go back and start following people. No, your shit's gone. And then I wake up the next morning and it's all gone. And so you're I'm, speaking too honestly, Colin. That's what's going on here is that you're I'm being censored. You're, I'm being shut down. The the less outspoken of the two of us is yeah. being too outspoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's weird, man. I it don't is. know why that's. That's what happening. I think. It's just it's got to be some kind of some somebody went in and hacked the account. It's got to be. Something. Because so, there's there's no way it's our content. You're way more conservative than I am with the things you yeah, say right. on Twitter. So I don't. Yeah. I just don't no get on too too much. You know, there's if somebody no was to talking to me, I would. I right. would have no thing. But I guess I just don't engage directly too much. Much more passive, a Twitter user, almost yeah. like a news feed. Right. But uh, but yeah, if it goes on, like if I don't hear back by the end of next week, I'm deleting my account, and then. All that stuff should be changed, so I should be able to go back on and re-register as a different account. And, yeah. You know, I'll just use one of my alternate emails or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's fucking pissed me off, though. That's weak. It is so That's weak infuriating. But what else you got in the, the news of the pop culture type? Um, let's see. I uh, have movie news and video game news. Jack Johnson, the uh-huh. boxer. Um, yeah. Did you hear about this, that he was pardoned? posthumously right um and he was charged i don't remember what act it was called um but for taking a a white woman across state lines like oh. that's what he was what like charged with yeah because it was a long time ago oh um, god and so there was um stallone was there sylvester stallone was mm-hmm. there uh lennox lewis was a boxer from uk um and then jack johnson's niece was there like a bunch of other people there also hmm. were there for the ceremony and stuff like that so that happened on the 24th so i think that was thursday hmm. so. that's insane yeah it's a you think back to like those days mm-hmm. oh god that was fucked up man <laughs> but hey we're better for it now we learned yeah. a lesson the last thing that i have is more of like a sportsy type deal so i'll do it at the end to bring us into sports word are you, let me ask you this before we get into that. Are yes. you excited about Han Solo, um, this new Solo movie that came out, the new I Star Wars movie? cautiously optimistic. Yeah, cautiously um, optimistic. Yeah, because I want it to be good, but... You don't know. But, like, Rogue One, you know, was pretty good. Um, That's, the, like, my favorite one. The last one was was not very good. 
the yeah, Force, that one hurt the Force me Awakens or whatever. Or what was the last the Last Jedi? The last Jedi. That's that one hurt me. And I, I don't know. People would disagree with me right off the bat because, like, I liked the prequels, you know. But I am, <laughs> of, but I'm of the age that, like, I was. Yeah, that you know, was your. They were exposure. released at the time, and I appreciate the more political nature of them. Oh yeah. Know? Like that is that's true. like I the trade that. federation and all that. that right, is, that's <clears throat> and the more like the deeper explanation of mm-hmm. like the Jedi's and shit. I, I appreciate that, but I mean, mm-hmm. fuck Metaclorians, please. Right, but okay. it doesn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> but like, I liked I liked seeing old boy turn into Darth Vader and shit. You know, like I thought that. Oh, was yeah. cool. It was weird to watch him murder children, but. It was. <laughs> it was a little disturbing. But like, I liked, I liked that part, and I mean, people will especially hate the third one. But I thought that one was good. Like, but I don't know. So, hey, man, that's cool. I, I think it's the generational thing. No yeah. hate intended. No, I'm sure that. So it I saw them all in theaters. So. Lukewarm to Solo. What would I? What would your reaction be to a Boba Fett movie? I like Boba Fett. Okay, I would see when I, I'm excited. Like, I think that a Han Solo movie is cool. You know, I just am. You're cautious yeah. about this one. Um, but I also, I don't know, I think the Han Solo is kind of a douche. So. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's cool, but, you know. He's a scruffy nerf herder. Yeah. Scruffy looking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my news, the Boba Fett People movie. People are just going to hate me. In what? The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I love the prequels and I hate Han Solo. That's all that's going to You know what it'll me. be? It'll be a... Uh, You'll be able to tell which generation they're from. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super exciting. The new, the director for the new Boba Fett movie um, was announced today. James Mangold, or not today, but uh, I think Thursday or Friday. Uh, I could be wrong about that. But it, James Mangold, who also directed Logan, the latest Wolverine movie. Oh, and, and he also did that, uh, The Wolverine. So, mm. eek. Well, and Logan was badass yes logan was good real good that was real good uh, but then he also Talk directed uh day. night and day remember that cameron diaz tom cruise movie back in uh, yeah yeah i know what you're talking about yeah but yeah. uh that western you know, actually pretty good 310 to yuma i have not seen that one but i just Dave that's a good Z. one Shout out to Dave Z because he turned 64 this week. Oh, it was Dave's birthday. Happy birthday, um, Dave Happy Z. birthday, Dave. The Z-Man. Um, yeah. He's, True salt of the earth. Dave Z is really fucking cool. Yeah. Dave Z. Dave Z. His name is Dave Z. Uh, and he actually told me he got sick one time and watched a fuck little Western movie. So I started watching Western movies. I Western movies are awesome. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. And um, just kind of have started going from there. And I, I, I dig them. I'm into the westerns. I was not super it's into good. cowboys before, but I can appreciate that. So there's we a, could. There's a new one coming out. At, well, it's already out, I think, on yeah. uh, Amazon. And oh, yeah, we got to do this. What? Take the, pictures. Uh, oh, we're, yeah. <laughs> I just thought about that. Um, but yeah, there's a new one. I, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, Christian Bale's in it. And uh, oh, I can't remember the the female lead, but. Just a killer, killer actress, and uh, but yeah, it's out there, and it's, it's. I think it's about. Uh, man, I don't even remember what it's about now. But the trailer was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's they're transporting like a uh, a tribal leader to I think uh, one of the reservations or something like that, and it just gets like gnarly apparently, but really, really good. And I then, love uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, did you ever watch Bone Tomahawk? No, but you told me about that. That's a messed up Western movie. It's more of like just a horror movie, but yeah. the theme is Western. 
And good Lord, it is messed up. But anyways, yeah, Boba Fett, director's name. I am kind of, it's, I feel like it's a 50-50 whether it's going to be an awesome movie or not. But uh, that's coming out. And then uh, in some video game news, Battlefield 5. Battlefield 5. Ooh. Did you ever play Battlefield? Yeah, okay. I have Battlefield... Uh, 4? Whatever. <laughs> the last one that they made, World War One. Yeah, Battlefield the, 4. That's what it is? Yeah. I think 4. I yeah. think it's... But it's it's awesome. Whatever that one is, that's the one that I have. And it's fucking rad. And just now, since I got my internet better... Is... Oh, yeah. You can get online and kill it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so Battlefield 5, the trailer dropped this week. Um, and they release, They also put out a release date, October 19th, which is um, insane because in October there's three. There's now three massively, insanely, hugely popular titles being released. So on what's the, the first one is on the October 12th. That's the new Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4, I just yeah. saw that the other day that that was coming out. Which And they also released a new uh, Zombies trailer, which is a really Ooh. popular thing in that. I love Zombies. And so does I'm Dwight. not going to spoil the trailer because it's a really cool reveal, but uh, I would highly recommend checking out the trailer. It's awesome. But that drops the second week of October, and then the new Battlefield drops the following week in October, and then on the 26th, Red Dead Redemption 2 drops, which is that Western. I like Red Dead Redemption 2. But Western. I played the one with the zombies in it. Yeah, it's awesome. I liked that one. But uh, but yeah, so insane month coming in October. Um, And then just real quick, the video games that came out this week, um, there was kind of a big big title that got dropped. It's been waiting for a long time. And it was, uh, it's called State of Decay 2. Big zombie game. Very popular. Okay. Uh, Really, really fun. But that came out, and then if you're a, a classic gamer who likes Mega Man, did you ever play Mega Man as a kid? Yeah, yeah, I did. They have a uh, like a legacy collection that came out in two series, like I guess has remastered versions of all those games. And also, you were talking about Spyro a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, but that, I think that comes out in August, so that is also something to look forward to. But my mom's birthday's in August. I, these days, I've noticed that the the video game news. Yeah is something that if you were involved in that world at any real level you have to watch like every day now yeah like cha- news in that industry is happening every day like political news is now Video it's crazy doing crazy shit yeah and so i listen to a couple gaming podcasts that help keep me informed of that and it's kind of nice to be able to even though i don't get to as many video games as i want these yeah. days hit that one more time so i can slow it oh i gotta find oh, it but word that's my video game news okay and you're doing... What are we doing next? Um, that was it for pop culture? Yeah, I think so. Did you watch so. any movies this week? The only thing I watched no. was Jersey Shore. I'm a piece of shit. I just watched... Uh, I watched some Simpsons. And then I watched um, a little bit of Always Sunny, which was great. Yes, I did I watch just, Always Sunny. I've been so Sunny, out so. of it. So I just picked a couple of random episodes, I think, in season 10. Yeah. And watched them. And they were so good, man. All right. We'll light that up <laughs> real quick. And then we'll move on to fucking... Word. Smoke break. Yep. There we go. There we go. It's called content, people. That's it. it. Yep. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, So the only other... No, not the only other thing that I had, because I have two things here. Let me put it in real quick. Are we sportsing Uh, yet? Yeah, we can call it that, I think. 
Um, we can go to sports, right? Um, oh, that's right. Because so, one of your pop culture, it was a good yeah, crossover. So we can call it that because there's two things that are that are mainly sports. So the first thing, the the University of Michigan, mm-hmm. right? They agreed to a 500 million dollar settlement with the victims <laughs> of Larry Nassar, who <laughs> who was. Uh, that's not funny. That's not what I'm laughing about. Sorry, Call, I was, co- I was coughing. <laughs> horribly, poorly timed yeah. laugh. I promise that I'm not laughing at that. This is a so, terrible thing that happened. Let's just hit restart. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, the, the University of Michigan agreed to a $500 million settlement with the victims of Larry Nassar, who, I mean, molested, assaulted. I mean, like hundreds, yeah. right? I mean, hundreds not hundreds, but over a hundred girls yeah. that Olympians and also athletes at the University of Michigan. I mean, all. And I think they were all, all more or less underage. Yeah. Is, so it's like a. It's a weird pedophile thing, and it's absolutely disgusting. And this, so they, this settlement was for an alleged cover-up where they didn't take some of the claims seriously mm-hmm. from the girls. So and that's insane. So five hundred million dollars settlement. And I, yeah, and I think I, when that came out, I looked it up. It was like a, it was like a million dollars a person, basically. It's crazy. With, um, I think a seventeen million dollar reserve for people that might still come forward. Damn. So that was like mixed news. I remember when I read it, I was like, oh, that's sweet. But, I mean, it's still fucking shitty. Yeah. A million bucks. But, I mean, at least it's something, I would say, other than just this guy going to jail for the rest of his life. Thank God. Total monster. Was that this week? I think so. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I must have heard it on Philip DeFranco. But, yeah, man. Because that guy... I just, when that story broke, I was just, it was mind-boggling to me. I don't know, after maybe the Harvey Weinstein thing, which, oh, yeah. He also a, got, yeah, pop culture I, forgot, I forgot to write that down. He also he got He turned himself charged. in. Yeah. Or not charged. I mean, he well, he was charged finally with rape. Yeah. But, Released on uh, bail, too, if I remember right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, I mean, that was Jesus. something. He turned himself in. So that's at least there's that. Yeah, at least there's that because usually, by the time somebody like that would turn themselves in, um, you know, that probably means that they've realized that there's no possible way they could win the case. Right. And so it looks good to have him turn himself in. Definitely. You know, I'm sure they had all the bond arrangements and everything made before they made the, this decision. Oh, I'm you sure. Know, I bet so. Um, and so the other thing that I had, the pop culture type of sports deal, uh, is that the NFL owners voted to the, so that the NFL changed the, yeah, the changed rule. the regulations so that anybody who, any players who kneel on the sidelines or on the field during the national anthem, their team is going to be fined, right? Yeah. So they can go into the locker room if they don't, if they want to kneel for the anthem, but they're not allowed to stay on the field, right? Mm-hmm. So we've kind of talked about this before when we talked about Colin Kaepernick, and I had said that I didn't feel like it was the place or time, the yeah. time or place for them to be doing that, right? And I feel like they should do it another place, mm-hmm. but I, which is what the fuck I just said, just stupid. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a fan of this because I'm not a fan of actually regulating what people can and cannot say right my deal is not that they can't do that my deal is i think that they shouldn't do that i think they should be above that and i think they should recognize that that's not what it's about and they should do it in another place Mm -hmm. right 
I'm not a fan of. And again, because I read a couple different articles about it, so I'm not trying to be uninformed, right? Um, but I did read that the owners were saying that part of the reason is because of like the president that we have uses that as fuel, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just not heat that the NFL needs on itself when they're, when they're a business and they're trying to stay afloat, you know, mm-hmm. they, they just don't need that. So I, I understand it, you know, yeah. but I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a fan of that new rule. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's one of those that it's almost like, it's almost like adding because it's the, it's a regulation, is what it's called in the rule book. It's a, I mean, that's the list of regulations, and to to have it sound like that, I mean, it makes it it doesn't help its case that this is a political move. I think, and that's I and don't like it. I agree. I don't. And I don't think I, they should be doing it as a political move. It's just I I don't. I don't yeah, like that. That's exactly what I had that I had said is that I don't think that it helps your case, you no. know, of um of like not even not being racist, you know, or like not allowing people to express themselves. Like it doesn't help your case in any of that stuff, you yeah. know, because you're shutting people down and that's just not yeah, not good. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it draws more attention to you to be yeah. honest than you know, I mean if that's your that's your plan why i don't know i just it doesn't seem like a good move to me at least politically because yeah i mean i think especially due to the fact that uh, the president does use it for fuel you know it makes it political and i don't like that right i hate the fact that this is going on and i I blame colin kaepernick for that. there was if you (laughs) you have amazon prime right yes um so have you ever heard of the show hard knocks I've heard of it. Um, so they follow a football team during the preseason and like yeah. all that shit. I've heard and really good things about it's it. It's a very good show. Amazon does its own version that's called All or Nothing. Right? Okay. And I think in episode three of that, because there is a season they do with the Cowboys. So season three or episode three of that season is when the, all of this stuff really was big when Donald Trump said that they should all be oh, yeah. fired and you know whatever and all, all the shit that he said. Um, and... They so they showed like a a coaches meeting, you know, within the Dallas Cowboys, and I thought the discussion that they had was really good, right? And I can't quote it to you because I was stoned and I don't remember, yeah, you know, yeah. exactly what they said, but I remember I wrote it down, you know, like the general idea of Jason Garrett on All or Nothing. So yeah. I was an idiot it's and like didn't a, write uh, down more, but it's like a documentary of yes, you know yes. what's happening from their point of view. Absolutely, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. That's so awesome. I think that that's worth and looking that's on at. Amazon? You, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's on Amazon Prime. So that's worth looking at. That's cool. Yeah. I would look into that. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of the players are upset, obviously, about the way this turned out. And I don't particularly agree either with the club being, like, with the team being fined mm-hmm. um, and not the player. But that's yeah. another, that's a whole other deal. So yeah. yeah. There's a lot that's, that comes with that. Right. It's not just, you know, it's it's bigger than that. It's not just a solo issue. That's yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, because you know that's going to be a shit show. Right. As soon as that, like, it'll be in, the news coverage will be insane. Those around first that. couple weeks, the, yeah. yeah. Even in preseason, probably. Yeah. Oh boy, something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, I didn't really write anything down about baseball because I'm a, a say. 
fucking suck. Um, but <laughs> because this, it's because this shit is hard to do, Don. Yeah, so, I don't know how you keep track of all the sports stuff on top of the <laughs> new stuff. So we can move on to the NBA because I did watch basketball this Woo-hoo! week. Um, so we'll talk about Golden State first. Because I think that that was the Golden Tuesday State was the game Warriors. that I watched and did ninety five ninety two to Golden State um, ninety five ninety two yeah That's it was a close one it was close 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 bro and I mean they had shit dog the Rockets it, this shit was crazy this shit was absolutely crazy Harden had thirty points um, Chris Paul had twenty seven. But the Warriors also went the fuck off. Like, that was Steph Curry had 28, Kevin Durant 27. Dude, that's so cool. It was a really good game. Really, really good game. The fact that, like, these final tournaments can get down so close. Yeah. I mean, you know the drama that's behind that. It is awesome to experience, especially when the stakes are getting so high. Yeah. That's so good to see. I mean, there's nothing worse than, like, a crappy Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of the year, but, like, as far as, like, Good football, it's like the worst game of the year. Right. I hate that. And uh, so I love to see when it when it gets awesome like that. Yeah. So these are the conference finals. So this was in this is in the West, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So in the beginning of that game, because I didn't watch this was game four, and I didn't watch um I am just kidding. That's that wasn't game four. That's oh no, it was. Sorry. It was? Okay. I'm sorry. So that was the one that I watched that was on Tuesday. And in the beginning of the game, James Harden looks, he looked scared. Like he wasn't taking as many shots as normal. It wasn't like just charging the basket as much. I'm sure I'll catch a lot of heat for that, right? But in the second <laughs> half of the game, it was totally different. Like it was, it just he killed was it. not, yeah, there was, it was, it was completely different. Um, so I enjoyed that shit. And then last night, I watched game six of the Celtics Cavaliers series that ended 109 to 99. The Cavaliers won that game. Uh, LeBron James, 46, Doug. 46 last night this she was nasty there's a reason he gets what he gets he was dropping fucking threes dog he was one assist away from a triple double it's wow this shit was dumb this shit was dumb (laughs) it was i couldn't i couldn't believe it it was a really really good game to watch i really enjoyed it i watched it at the arena like i was talking about it was sick that's awesome i enjoyed that shit so i got some trades here for the nfl the ota start that's uh, organized team activities. Oh. So those are like pre-practices. Like you're not, they're not mandatory, but mm. it's good for you to yeah, show up. Get out there, start tossing the, the old pigskin around. Just get in, in shape for the season. You know, it's yeah. better if you don't go. But it's not uncommon for like people who want more money or are looking for a contract for them to not you know, go to OTAs because mm. they're, trying yeah, yeah, to, yeah. they're trying to hold out Earl Thomas. Hasn't shown up to OTAs. Again? Yeah, he's looking for money. You know what I'm saying? Which is understandable. I mean, he's fucking incredible. But it's still, it's a tough deal. You know? So, um, (laughs) Hunter Henry, the tight end. He is a tight end for the Chargers, right? Mm -hmm. Who Antonio Gates is also tight end for the Chargers. But Antonio Gates is getting older. He's he's looking to retire, right? Um, So, Hunter Henry was starting to kind of take that spot of, like, catching more passes, doing all that shit. So, Hunter Henry tore his acl in practice Ooh. um so that's he's done for the year right that's that's all year so he'll miss this year and he'll come back next year um and then i also have here that the eagles released linebacker michael kendricks mm-hmm. right and he's that's good the, the eagles defense is good right um so i haven't most of these things that i write down here i haven't 
done more like research into him to find out like why that happened. I don't know if oh, it's yeah. a monetary reason. I don't know if it's whatever, you know. Um, and there's a lot of players to track. I don't know yeah, what how all could their fucking injury histories and all that shit. So, yeah. um, you probably get the highlights from Colin Calhart, <laughs> which well, is probably a good source. Well, and these are, I don't, these I get from, I follow a lot of different. Just pages that are on Twitter and Instagram oh, and stuff yeah. like that that just post updates from the teams. Mm-hmm. So when somebody gets hurt or dropped or traded or added, they'll you know they'll yeah. post uh, something about them. That's so, the nice thing about having access to that kind of yeah. intimate communication. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So um, Paul Warlow, who's yeah. a linebacker, <clears throat> um, for he played for the Falcons, but that's not who he's playing for now. Um, but where is he going? He tore his ACL. Oh, he tore his ACL. Yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. I don't. I just can't remember who he's playing for now. But he played for the Falcons before, um, so he also tore his ACL and he is gone for the rest of the year. Wow. Um, Mercedes Lewis, who is a tight end, he played for the Jaguars. He signed to the Packers, um, so that's another tight end over there. And Aaron Rodgers likes to throw to his tight ends. I mean, that's a thing, right? Jimmy Graham is also in in fucking Green Bay now. You know. Um, so Jimmy Graham yeah. and Mercedes Lewis are there. So that's going to be, ah, oh, I'm so I mean, excited. And Mercedes see that. Lewis isn't like a grade A tight end, but he's good. He's a big boy. Like, and he's, he caught a lot of passes, not a lot, but he caught passes in Jacksonville. So I can see that happening cool. there. But they're also, they had some good running backs in the end of last year, like Aaron Jones, and he got hurt at the end, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but they're trying to establish like a more dominant running game. So that they can take some of the pressure off Aaron Rodgers, you know he fucking throws so good. Yeah, that you just know that he's always going to throw it because he's going to put it wherever he wants. So yeah, so they're trying to establish a a more dominant running game, so it's like even that out a little bit. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's I'm sure also part of the Jimmy Jimmy Graham doesn't like to block. He you know wants to catch the ball like that's he didn't like to block here. He did a dog shit job of it. So but Mercedes Lewis is a little more down to to block. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. So I also read this morning, Le'Veon Bell. <clears throat> excuse me, motherfucking Le'Veon Bell. He's holding out. He's not. He's also not going to OTAs. Whoa. He he wants more money. Um, he wants seventeen a year, seventeen mil a year. Right? Whoa. <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's number one, number two running back in the NFL. You know, yeah, he's been franchise he, yeah. tagged the last couple of years. So if he gets franchise tagged this year, which I think he already did. Um, or maybe it's like in discussion about whether it's going to happen again. He's looking to make 14 and a half, but he wants more than that. He wants 17. Wow. Um, which, if the Steelers oh, are trying to make like a serious run to the bowl, you know, then mm-hmm. I could see. I don't know. The. That's so. The I NFL, I feel, has turned like more into almost like a supply and demand type of deal, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Not even not not supply and demand. It's like strictly financial. Like what's the market for? You know. Yeah. Like and that's what you have to pay. And so people get compared against other players. Um, like I don't know. You know that's why all these different quarterbacks yeah. are getting so much money. You know, like Matthew Stafford and stuff like that. I think Matthew Stafford's really good. Do I think that he deserves to have one of the top three contracts in the NFL for quarterbacks? No, mm. you know. Yeah. Because like, I think he's good. I think that he's slept on, but I don't think that he's one of the best. Like, yeah. not yet, you know. Not, not He's there super yet. clutch. He wins a lot of the games in the last fucking seconds, you know, in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't, excuse me, I don't know 
that he's been to any playoffs. He definitely hasn't won any Super Bowls. I know. So yeah, I know. It's like you might put him in the top ten, right? But not in like the top and five. The, and the argument there is because somebody else will pay him that money, you know. And I, yeah. I don't think that's like a really good way for that to operate. Like uh-huh. it's people just get weighed against other people. It's it's or they don't get weighed against other people. It's not. <clears throat> but it's all based off of like perceived statistical advantage. I mean, not even like, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't like the fact there's no loyalty in it anymore. It's not even like you're taking one player like, well, is Derek Carr better or worse than Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Probably a little bit worse. So Mm -hmm. who should be making more money? Like, yeah, probably Aaron Rodgers. So, I wouldn't want to sign Derek Carr for more money than Aaron Rodgers is being paid, you know, but that's not how it's done. And I think that's like kind of how, yeah, that keeps the game, excuse me, that keeps the game a little more, a little more honest, I think. People are paid what your value is, not not what somebody else is willing to pay you, you know? And I'm sure that that's easy for me to say because I'm just some fucking guy in a Oregon (laughs) jersey, you know, but, but I think that that's, Kind of more how that should be, like more of like an economy, a style. free free market. Yeah, like it's not that. just worth money because because well, I'm a running back and I'm healthy. You know, I'm not, yeah. and then I'm not talking shit about Le'Veon Bell because like I see he's definitely top three running backs actively in the league right now. You mm-hmm. know, so if not the number one, you know, but there's going to be all kinds of debate around that. So I'm not trying to yeah. incite any it's, fucking it's online totally violence. You know, right? But definitely top three, like no challenge. You know, so. Yeah. I'm not saying. I think he's I said not, objective. I meant subjective. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not worth 17 a year, but that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, almost 20 million dollars for for a third of your year. You know, I mean, it yeah, realistically dude, I should a, be uh, your whole life because you should be on your shit all year. But yeah, I don't know. I have a thing with the insane salaries they pay people, but I understand that nowadays we know that it's like a life, you know, shortening career too. Yeah. I don't know if you should necessarily necessarily encourage that too much, but I wouldn't want that to get too, you know, I wouldn't want that to get too feelings based. That's muddy. That's muddy territory. But yeah, yeah, that's just a personal opinion type of deal, you know. So, but yeah, we're good sports. Yeah, so that's all I have for sports. It it wasn't uh, Devin Fuller by chance. Who was that from the Falcon? Uh no, it's Paul Warlow. Paul Warlow. Okay. Yeah, Warlow. So where did, and you just don't know where he. I just him. couldn't remember where he plays now. Yeah. Low. W o r r, i l o w, Warlow. Boo boo doo yeah. doo doo. I just didn't know where he played now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Eagles? No, no. Plays Warlow. for the Eagles now. No, he did no, play no. for the Falcons. Yeah. No. Let me see here. Wikipedia is a wonderful, th- wonderful thing for yeah, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Boom. So he plays for the Eagles now. <clears throat> so there you Philly. Go. One set of birds to the other. The boys from Always Sunny. That's their. That's their boys. Yeah. So there you go. Word. So that's all that I have for sports. That's it this week. Nice. If there's anything that I missed, I know I didn't. What kind of baseball. music you've been listening to? Um, I've kept an Odd Future CD in my truck this week. Nice. Um, so I did that. I listened to a little bit of Upper Left, Upper Left, because we've been, yeah. you know, been talking to them. Um, so, 
that's all that I really listened to. I got the oh, I got the Tell Him Steve Dave Christmas pods. Yeah, um, that's right. I got all of those, and those are f- those are great, man. Yeah, those they're just great. I can't wait. I'm yeah. so excited. Um, because so I've been I, jumping into that lately too. Yeah, A little Tell Him Steve Dave. It's worth it to go back to the beginning and just, just keep listen. going. Through. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just how it all progresses. Well, there's, there's all these characters. Exactly. There's know? so much. Um, continuity, you know, mm-hmm. and there's so many inside jokes and stuff like that that you almost have to mm-hmm. go back like to Frank the beginning. Five. Um, yeah, so Frank Mrs. Five, five. Yeah, I don't know if I even <laughs> talked about it. I mean, I may have, but Frank Five is the fifth dude named Frank that they knew. Yeah. Know? And so they just keep naming them Frank whatever. And like, I think Frank One, they met at Collingswood Flea Market when they did an episode called Making Hay. And he he's either Frank 1 or Frank 2. And they're both at Collingswood. So uh-huh. one of those two guys is a... One of them is a, a, a professor. Um, that's Frank 5. Frank uh, 5 okay. is a professor. He was on like the latest uh, episode, I think. Yeah. Um, but either Frank 1 or Frank 2 is a Holocaust survivor who works at a flea market and sells... Like random shit. Yeah. Across from a guy who sells Nazi paraphernalia. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. It's such a cool concept. Like each guest, they're all reoccurring. Yeah. And each guest has their own, you know, crazy personality. It's So it's very character driven. Very weird. It is so awesome to like, like join in the fun. It's like watching it. it. I don't know. It's awesome. It's like those sitcoms where, you know, you're like 10 seasons in and like, Ten years ago, these kids used to be babies, and now they're these little ten-year-olds. Right. Like Full House type stuff. Yes. <laughs> but it's in awesome podcast form. Yeah. Word. So that's it. What about you? Uh, I've been like, I've been in the woods a lot lately for my job. In the woods. And so when we're out there and you just basically have a machete and you're going to town mm-hmm. uh, for eight hours a day, it, I got this vest and I put my phone in it and I'll just play some music sometime. Cause like you spend hours literally chopping through stuff, blackberries and stuff. And so I just, and I put on one of my super old playlists on uh, Spotify and it's just like, it's all this old, like kind of a uh, emo ish, almost rock. Yeah. And I've just been like super nostalgic about it lately. <laughs> I used yeah. to really like fallout boy. That was the yeah, first, the too. first concert <laughs> I ever went to was fallout boy. Yeah. I used to love that with a kid named, uh, not to interrupt you or to call this guy out, but a kid named Ben Long. That, ben Long. Yeah. <laughs> when we were in the sixth grade, we went to see Fall Out Boy together at the Tacoma Dome. Nice. That was my first concert ever. Oh, man. Yeah, because uh, one of the bands that I've been listening to is a band called A Day to Remember. Yeah. and uh, Jordan loves all that shit. That's awesome. She loves all that shit. Yeah, we. Uh, that was like one of the only concerts me and my wife have ever been to. And it was like a blast, man. Yeah. They, did such, they had such a cool show. You know, I guess I had I don't go to many concerts. Yeah, and so I didn't realize there's like this. There's literally a show. It's not just them it's getting a whole, up there yeah. singing. It's a whole experience, the whole man. Deal. Sometimes there's like stories being told. Like it's awesome. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, that's why people love concerts, man, because they're fucking awesome. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that was uh, I've been listening to them too a little day to remember that, and then cranking the the '40s channel in my XM radio in my work truck <laughs> it's so awesome <laughs> me and my little uh my little minion uh yeah. we uh your little bitch boy yeah he uh <laughs> yeah he found the xm radio a couple weeks ago i didn't know we had it and 
turns out he likes 40s music and Frank Sinatra like I do. And so we like crank that shit in the work truck all the time. Which is not a normal thing to do no, in like our in our field. <laughs> Usually like the, it's like rock, I which like we the, do too. But. I like the big band stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm a sucker for it, man. <laughs> Old swing music and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been a lot into that. Yeah. Other than that. I fuck with that. Yeah. But that and uh, audiobooks, man. I've been trying to get in more audiobooks because I just, I forgot how much I love them. You do. Yeah. You do love audiobooks. Dude, I can sit down now at night when I would maybe watch a YouTube video or something like that. Wife's playing Xbox. Excuse me. And uh, so I'll just be sitting there on the couch chilling with her. And uh, nowadays, like, I'll just pour myself a beer and, like, just plug in my headphones and listen to this book <laughs> and just, like, chill out on my recliner, man. Hell yeah. Just chilling. That's and funny. I love it, man. I it's, love it. I love it. It's so relaxing. That's funny. So that's what I've been doing. I wonder if an audiobook does the same thing for your brain as reading a book. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely but, not. No definitely question. Not. But I think, I mean, there are benefits to it. Yeah. You know, you still get to learn things. Definitely. You know, and when it's somebody like me that loves, like, movies and the the big story stuff like i love reading fiction because i just love the stories that are told you know get really invested in the characters and it's so i do the same thing with audiobooks yeah you know you get to like i have like my favorite narrator who does like a bunch of my favorite series of books <laughs> it's pretty awesome it's a it's an insane industry too it's blowing up a good narrator will make or break an audiobook mm-hmm. you know like Gulag Archipelago. <laughs> that is a tough one. That yeah. one. And then I also have uh, On Liberty, um, which is, I mean, it's amazing, but man, it's hard to get through. <laughs> which is, that's a great, if you like Liberty and Justice for All. Yeah. That's a great book to read. But yeah, is I think it? that's about it. That's all you well, got? Yeah, well, that's all I got. Okay, that's it. Can we so, line it up? <clears throat> What's that? Can we do my favorite part of the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we're definitely about to do that. So, dun, dun, dun. so what I got for you this week, buddy, um, you know, I really, uh, I was going to talk to you about that, that. I'm really sorry. You had my back up against the wall and I had to spray you with a heavy dose of pesticides. <laughs>